Welcome everyone to the testing room where three of the gaming industry's best video game consultants to never consult on a video game bring you new topics each and every week. My name is Preston, aka Funkadelic Jedi. I'm Christian, aka Pseudo-Odo45. And I am Travis, aka Judgment03. Damn, I of my heart is pay- like pounding right now because I didn't think I was going to get it off. I was super anxious really and stressed about doing it, but... Got it. Got it in the bank. Yeah, you right. nailed it, dude. But yeah, as you everyone sees, it, Alex is, is absent today, but we got Travis in here um, able to help us out. He's also going to help us out on the next episode as well. Uh, so it's the Travis takeover uh, for the next two weeks. Uh, so mm-hmm. enjoy. Uh, but Travis is has an own show uh, with Nerds with Mics. And uh, yeah, we are, we're, we're very happy that you could help us out and join us today. Well. I'm I'm always I'm always pumped to come on to the show. I love I love chatting with you all, and I think uh, I've chatted with you two on the podcast, but I've never actually been here when Alex is here. So that'll actually be happening that's, next that's episode. Yes, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. uh, I'm always filling in for him, but uh, I think the next time I'll be filling in for Christian. That will. Be yep, I'll be gone. Yeah. yeah, Alex is gone this time, and I'll be gone next time. Yeah, for sure. I, uh, one of these days, I want to somehow manage to be here at the same time Jake is. I don't know what ha- the, what stars have to align <laughs> to, to align. make that happen. But if there's ever a perfect storm where two people are out, uh, then I guess we'll see how both that in, happens. The stars align yeah. when he doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. Being a bit, bit All you have to do yeah. is say something uh, negative about the Star Wars game that Preston was just playing. And Jake will make time to show up. Yeah, yeah. That's oh, like yeah. I just, yeah, <laughs> I just listened about that on the last episode that you all just released, and I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm anxious to see how that goes. Yeah, his reactions were exactly how I predicted them. Yes, <laughs> he wasn't, he wasn't yeah. very happy about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He lit yeah, us he on basically, fire except for Christian. Christian, he was fine with. Christian. Yeah, he Christian basically went around the line. He was like, "Fuck you, fuck you, you're cool." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. How that I works. could definitely see that him giving out the finger to everyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, loves he loves you. I think. I think the issue was that he hasn't had any like conflict within Halo for like the past two or three weeks, except for like just this past day. So I haven't. We haven't been seeing him. Like usually, if he has some like someone who's uh, messaging him through Halo and like talking to Cher or being like being a big whiny baby because Jake is a fucking god at Halo. And he just sends us the shots of him, like, no-scoping people and then people sending him shit back in messages, like, calling him a fucking piece of trash. And he's like, oh, a piece of trash, really? Pretty sure you're 7 and 14 in the last game. Yep, that's about right. So how about you go yeah, and fucking um, learn to get good? Meanwhile, he's, like, 28 and 4 or something yeah, crazy. Yeah, he's insane. And this last one, he was re- reported by the last guy. So it was, it's... Yeah, he was like, you're cheating. You have to be. And, he's like, <laughs> and he sent us the video, too. To be, he was just fucking wrecking it. It was awesome. Yeah. To be yeah, that yeah. good that people think that you're either cheating or a bot, like... Dude, I was I that's what actually days, we, but... <laughs> That's that's what we were just saying is in the in the chat when he sent it to us I was like what a compliment every single time that I've ever had that happen in my life I'm like oh thank you so sweet yeah, of you yeah, if if, if yeah, I can 100%. if I can try to figure out how to get it from my phone which I probably can I'll put it down there in the corner but he like when you watch this if someone were to tell you this is a bot you would believe them like he's just straight up like no scoping just clipping it headshot clipping it headshot I'm like I, I can never be that good. Never. Well, I thought I remember him saying on one of the episodes he was talking about like Halo's kind of his weekday game, and he actually plays, I think, a little bit with his dad. Yep. Right. Yeah, it's like, like almost. Exclu- yeah, he'll him. It's like him, the thing that him and his dad do. They'll they'll get on and play, which is really cool. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I think. Yeah, I think that's really cool. And I know that last episode too, I uh, heard Alex talking a little bit of shit about some of the some of the changes they made to Halo, whether or not that was a Jake problem or a, or, or an actual game problem. And so that I'm is, like, and that is what gained him Jake's ire. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, 
I had a feeling. I had a yeah. feeling that was the case. Was. Alex likes to stir the pot a little bit, so. He does, and he's not on here to defend himself, and he's yeah. wrong all the time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, before we get into it, go into our weeks. Before getting to our weeks, we'll do Preston's Comic Corner because I am not going to be the host that forgets about Comic Corner. Um, but no, that comments. would be embarrassing. Uh, no comments this week. I guess you can get a comment from me. Uh, I've mentioned this, I think, the last time on the podcast too. But um, the Star Wars Wednesday streams are no more. Uh, we'll be doing still the Sunday morning streams, uh, but. Uh, we weren't getting a whole lot of traffic with the one-day streams. Uh, I do appreciate Christian and Alex showing up, and sometimes even Travis would show up. Um, but it was, it's, it seems that if we need to do a podcast day, sometimes it would be on a Wednesday. If I wanted to hang out with friends, sometimes they would want to do it on Wednesday. And it's just – it helps to free it up. I don't have a lot of energy after work. So we're moving everything to Sunday. We'll just do a Sunday stream. It'll be whatever the hell I want. If it's a Star Wars game, great. If it's Street Fighter, great. If it's Snap, we can Snap. But – we have options. It'll just be the day that I do this. So the stream. stream is turning into Sunday Fun Day. Exactly. Sunday Streaming Fun Day. So twitch.tv slash the testing room. No, I'm sorry. Slash testing room pod. And yeah. that's where you can go uh, to watch us on Twitch. So feel free to subscribe. Hit the little bell so that way you get the notifications. And uh, yeah, you'll know when I'm streaming. Um, but yeah, other than that, I, Jake did comment on the last episode on YouTube. Something about, well, we're complaining because people talk, uh, mentioned that they don't put the episodes out in time. I'll, I'll say that he said it. We're not going to go into <laughs> it too much more. But yeah, that's the only comment comment that I got this week. Yeah, I didn't actually leave a comment per se, but I did ask Alex uh, on Monday because it's like a Monday w- ritual for me. Yeah. Um, because that's it's right. an off day. So when I'm doing stuff around the house and stuff, I'll put it on. And I mean, I wasn't hateful about it. I was just like, hey, You're just curious. curious. When's this episode about to drop? I got chores you know, to do, man. I need this on. <laughs> yeah, I was like, noise. I literally can't. Yeah, I said, I literally can't do chores unless I got this pod to listen to. So I just played, uh, I just sat down and uh, yeah. played a little bit of Spider-Man. So <laughs> I try my best, um, but holidays are coming no, up. I get it, man. I'm probably going to school next year. So it's, there's going to be a whole lot of busyness. So it's, it'll happen. If it doesn't happen that week, we'll let you know. Uh, check out us on the yeah. Instagrams. Um, but yeah, it's. Yeah, yeah when you're doing, and when you're throwing video editing into the mix, that just that turns it into a whole different beast because you don't want to obviously release them at different times, the audio and the video. You know, no, I mean? if so I, I needed to, I sure. could. Um, but yeah, it's yeah. that, and you know, every once in a while we got some little edits to do. You know, uh, Preston takes great pride in his his editing, so Thank he you. puts in far more work than anybody would in his position. Yeah, and we're very appreciative. And we're very appreciative. Yeah. You say, <laughs> we're going to say especially Alex. I mean, I'm not gonna. I mean, I'm not gonna say you guys constantly have to remind him to make social media posts, but you know, you might have read my mind. Maybe the past I, dozen social media posts have been by me, but I'm, I'm not. I'm not ah, gonna say maybe, maybe. So I just, I, I got. I'm not saying I got tired of not seeing the post, but like I got to the point where I was like, well, if he's not gonna post, then I'm gonna post because I'm bored during work and I got five minutes. Like I'm, I can make a post. I'll find some cool clip or some. Alex cool right photo. now is just sitting there. He's probably in the middle of traveling at this very moment, just knowing he's like, I'm catching strays right now. <laughs> well, oddly enough, I was talking to him before I before I got home from work, and he was like, I was like, what time are you gonna make it home? He was like, oh, I'm gonna make it home about like between 7:30 and 8. I was like, oh, I bet you didn't let them know that. They might have waited for you. He was like, but honestly, he was like, he's gonna be. He was like, I'm not going to be in the headspace to record. No. Plus, I don't know if I'm going to hit traffic. I was like, well, it doesn't matter yeah. to me. So no. I almost thought maybe he would just pop in randomly, to be honest with you. That would <laughs> never know. It could happen. Yeah. He does have access yeah. to the Discord. So, yeah. Who knows? yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that would be the comment corner. 
So if you have a comment, if you want to talk to us, we got Instagram, we got the YouTubes. Feel free to put the comments down there. We even have a uh, email. You could try to email us, but no one's been emailing us for the past two years, so I'm not going to worry about it. Instagram and YouTube are perfectly fine. Uh, other than that, let's get into the weeks before we get into the topic, because we're not doing the video game book club today. We're doing a side quest. We're doing a side quest. So, uh, before we get into that side quest topic, I would like to get into our weeks. Travis, would you like to start us off with what you've been playing this week? Yeah, for sure. So, um, I beat Spider-Man 2. Uh, was same, same. Overall, yeah, overall very happy. I didn't think I was going to go back and 100% it, but... I actually enjoyed playing it so much I went back and finished all the side stuff, so I did 100% that, which is not like me. I am not a platinum person, uh, generally speaking. I don't have the Alex disease or the collectible disease, whatever you <laughs> want to call it. But but uh, but because some of the side quests were so good, I wanted to check them out. Um, there were some that were very repetitive, but it was like one of those things like I could see where people could fall into that trap because I was like, oh, well, I only have three more to do. I'll just go ahead and knock those out, and then I moved on to the next thing. Um, I also finished up uh, Resident Evil 4 Remake. I wanted oh. to finish it up around Halloween time. There you go. Because uh, I played it, yeah, I played it way back when, when it very first released. I actually had the Silver GameCube uh, when that game came out. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so I decided to go back and play it. Christian, I know you played it a while back. And mm-hmm. I think uh, I think Alex and Preston, I think, probably watched you play a little bit yeah, of it. But yeah, they, they were watching me for it. I don't know if they've changed it, but I do not remember that game being that hard, to be perfectly honest with you. I don't know if it says something about me as a gamer at 39 as opposed to <laughs> when that game came out, but I did not remember that game being so unforgiving at times they <laughs> to definitely, be honest with you they definitely changed it um i i don't know i see i never played the original so i can't comment on the difficulty comparison but i do know they changed it because they took some bosses out and then like repurposed them for ada's dlc uh the separate ways thing that they released um and they like you know remix certain things that they wanted to change and all sorts of stuff and obviously because the game doesn't use tank controls anymore they have to change up you know enemy patterns and things and all sorts of you know stuff yeah. like that so i do I, I know it is quite a bit different from the original but w- fr- from a gameplay perspective right but then like there are certain things that people i know who've played the original that were like the shotgun is right where it's supposed to be. There's like ammo, like all these certain ammo pickups are right where they're supposed to be. Like from that point of view, it's still very much the the same thing, but they just, you know, they, they're all of the remakes they've done so far for two through four have been absolutely stellar. Yeah. And I think you're absolutely right with like the tank controls, obviously the, the, um, the enemies are going to move differently just based on how they know that you're able to move your character around. But when you get rid of those tank controls and you basically can just move however the hell you want, I think it opens them up to allow the, the enemies to move in a much more free way. Um, but even the, the scene towards the beginning where, um, and this isn't really spoilers, but like Right when the game's you see thirty the chains- years old. Yeah, you're fine. yeah, yeah. Right when you see the chainsaw person initially, and then you start to see all those people in the yeah. village, and you just have to simply survive for a certain amount of time. When the bell the bell rings, and everybody just kind of goes away. Even that scene itself in the beginning was a lot harder than I remember, <laughs> to mm-hmm. be honest with you. Yeah, um, but. 
it's gorgeous though. I will say that. Like it is definitely a new. It's it's as a remake should be, uh, in my opinion. I just thought it was really, really, really well done. And it's all the crazy stuff they toss in there too. Like apparently on New Game Plus, if you come through that same area with a sniper rifle, you can just shoot the bell immediately and it'll ring and then ends the counter oh, immediately. That's, and I was that's like, really dude, cool. I didn't know. So people are using it for like speed run tech and shit. It's so crazy. Yeah, so so I really enjoyed uh, I really enjoyed playing that. Um, I am uh, also uh, I was in the middle of a Baldur's Gate uh, Baldur's Gate playthrough, uh, but I paused that to play Spider Man. But now that that's done, I'm going to go back to Baldur's Gate. However, with that being said, I was just talking to Alex about this the other day. I think I have decided because there was this long dilemma of whether or not I was just going to pay to move my character up in Final Fantasy XIV and skip all the story. I'm glad you brought XIV into the mix because I was going to bring that up my week, but go ahead. You do your thing. (laughs) Well, what I was going to say is because I'm essentially playing through, the game's been out, what, 10 years, right? Is that about right? Yeah, 10, 11, yeah. I think. Oh, yeah, I think so, 10, maybe 12. So because I've been grinding to play through 10 years worth of content, I have hit a burnout wall, and I don't want to do that. So I think now that I understand the gameplay mechanics, I'm going to pay to level my character up and skip the story, and I'm going to go back and just watch the story so I'm caught up. Sure. Because what I don't want to happen is I don't want to be burnt out by the time new content drops, and I just don't even want to play anymore. You know what I mean? So I'd rather... I'd rather get to where I need to be leveling story-wise and then just start working on gear and then possibly leveling up another another job. Yeah. Because uh, I tell you, even playing through... So I played through the first story, and then I had to play through the, the pre... Basically the patch stuff before the you next You played through the what, what we in the community will probably call the dark zone. Yeah. Yes. And I have just hit the wall, and I'm just like, while I am enjoying it, it is just... like I keep looking at the overall progress of how much farther I have to go, and I'm just like... I don't know if I can do this. Like I now, love the game and I want to continue to play it, but I'm just like, by the time I get to the end and the new content drops, I'm just going to be like, I don't know if I want to play anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they, uh, the parts that you're at now, like with heaven's word and going forward, right. Yeah. It is, it is not the same setup as what I will say the hell you had to trudge through to get there. But okay. so what a lot of people will do is they will pick that patch. This is what I did. Um, I, I got this advice early on, and so I was like, I'll, I'll, this is what I'll do. So during those patch quests, um, now, for a little bit of extra context, you and Preston have both played through what the, it's like the abridged version, where they cut out probably 75% of the patch quests oh, that you have to I've do. Heard. And it's still <laughs> too much, but in... When Alex and I did it, it was over 300 quests. Like, it was so... And so many of them are... They were just bad. It was awful. It was like when people would recommend 14, they would literally just tell people, like, hey, look, you're going to get to this part. We all know it's it's not great. But they... Like, in the context, like, if you go back and look at the like the stuff during the development of that game... They needed to have that period to be able to tee off what was going to be Heaven's Word, but they needed a lot of time to work on it because they had already spent five years secretly rebuilding a game from the ground up, right? So how do you keep a player base engaged while still trying to work on a brand new expansion Like you give them busy work? And that's exactly what they did. And... If at the time, I'm sure it was fine for the people who were playing, 
but going when you're going back to it and you're trying to get through to be current, it is hell. It is so bad. Um, and so what people the the advice people would give is, hey, when you get to that spot, pick a new job and and level it with those quests because you will be learning something new as you're doing them. So you'll be like, oh, this is fine. Like I'm, but because you're learning a new job, right? Um, and so it'll sort of keep your brain occupied, I guess. Yeah. Um, but either way, I I think this could be a hot take. I have no idea. I think that if you wanted to go skip and then just watch the story, because you when you buy the skip, you will only be able to buy the skip up to Endwalker. So you still will have to play through all of Endwalker. Yeah, which um, is fine. Which is right, fine. which is obviously you know one of the best ones they've ever done. So it's not like it's a big deal. Um, I will say, yeah, it's tough, man. Like I have a heart. Like I. You will, if you watch the story before you start playing, you will be caught up lore-wise, obviously. Um, but it's tough because it's like all those expansions that you're going into are great. But I totally get it because the wall of content that you have, especially in the crazy year that we're having as far as game releases are concerned, it's just, it's brutal. I Either way, I'm, I'm sure there's somebody in the community that would be ready to shoot me over that statement. But Yeah, it is. And I, I think if we weren't in the year of gaming that we are now, it wouldn't be such a big deal. But what happens is as games release, I take my focus off a little bit and I come back and I'm like, God, I still have so much further to go. And You know what I mean? So it's like, especially when I started Baldur's Gate 3, I'm like, God, I could really sink some time into this game. You know what I mean? So I'm just like, I don't want to mainline it. But, like, playing a game like Baldur's Gate 3 and Final Fantasy at the same time is just not ideal for me. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, I'm not one of those people. Like, I used to be really bad until this year about juggling multiple games. And then I just told myself, listen, I'm going to play one game. If I, if I like it, I'm going to stick with it till I beat it, and then I'll move on to the next one. And and because of, this, because of that, this year I've been able to actually complete more games than I ever have, uh, like, in a year's time. Same. Uh, so, yeah. but when I'm doing Final Fantasy and also like playing something else on the side, it's just it's it's just too much for me. It's and locked. in that regard, yeah. But like, what will happen is when like I catch up to everyone, and as new stuff drops, like I'll be able to actively play with you all once I get through Endwalker stuff. And that's really what I'm more importantly like trying to do is I want to be able to play with you all because I'm not going to sound like the lonely gamer. I know we've ta- I know you all have talked about that on the podcast, but like playing through that much content by yourself and then occasionally having some people come in and do stuff with you is okay. But like, that's a long stretch of game to solely mostly be playing by yourself. You oh know dude. I mean? I mean, you're yeah. Like I went through, I went through all of a realm Reborn by myself and probably about like half of heaven's word. And I finally convinced Alex, this was back when he was still refusing to play any other game other than fucking wow. destiny. Uh, oh, no, the, yeah, this was, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I was telling him, I was like, dude, just, I was like, I'll pay for your first month if that's what it takes. I was like, but just fucking play the game, and if you don't like it, you can go back to Destiny, and I'll never bother you again. I was like, but fucking <laughs> come on. And got him to do it, he hops in, and of course, he was hooked immediately, and then from that moment on... We played through every single expansion together. Like, we were doing the story and everything together. And so that obviously, you know, changes, you know, changes things. Um, because you have somebody who's going through it with you, so you guys feel like, you know, it's a thing. Um, right. 
But yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I'll, I'll get to it my week, but I, I was, I'll, I totally had a, a similar sentiment from that that I was gonna that I was gonna bring up, but okay. Well, yeah. So I'm so other than video games, that's pretty much it. Uh, TV shows. Obviously, I've been watching Loki season two. Been good. Uh, we get the fifth ep- fifth episode tonight at nine, so I'm pretty excited for that. Uh, I've watched the show. I don't know if you all seen it. There's a show on uh, Amazon Prime called Upload. Season three's out. I've been watching it. Uh, it's a pretty cool concept if you're looking for like a light kind of comedy s show, but essentially like people can decide like if they get sick or they're gonna die, they can basically like upload themselves and basically live like in a digital paradise. Um, even if their family is still living in the real world, they can basically VRN and see their you live beyond, I guess, at death in a virtual reality place essentially. But what happens is when they upload them, a beam of light comes down and basically just fries their head and then they're digitally uploaded to whatever but because of that you get you get to see what it would be like being in a digital afterlife because they're like doing monetization like sometimes if you like are paying for the low tier like you only get Mm -hmm. so much data a month so like you could be in the middle of like talking to family and you'll just like freeze because like you've ran out of data or something It's, it's ridiculous yeah it's it's gross because it really makes you think like this is the way that we're going. Like, oh, so it's, it's kind yeah, of 100%. <laughs> um, I you want to talk started... to your dad some more? Pay up for the next thing. Yeah, exactly. I fucking hate yeah. that. Um, yeah. Uh, I also watched um, uh, Jin, uh, Jin V, I think yep. it is. It's like the boy spinoff. Too. It's yeah. actually, it's surprisingly pretty good. Um, there's also a show on Apple TV I watched uh, called The Morning Show. I've been watching it. Uh, however, uh, the three shows I'm excited for, um, Monarch Legacy of Monsters comes out on the 17th of this month, and it's a two-episode Oh, premiere. that's right, yeah. So I'm, yeah, I'm excited for that. Can't uh, wait. I want to yeah, watch the first season of Invincible because I haven't seen it. The second season of that drops on tomorrow uh, for that, which I didn't watch that. That's like the animated yeah. superhero movie, I guess. <clears throat> I think J.K. Simmons uh, voices the main actor. Yeah, yeah. I've seen the clip. And then I'll... <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, that one clip uh, of and the, then that happens in there. But I almost say it. If you yeah. I'm on spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> and then also, I don't know if you all were a fan of Scott Pilgrim back in the day. Oh, yeah. Um, however, uh, there's an animated show, Scott mm-hmm. Pilgrim Takes Off, coming to Netflix on the 17th, and that actually has the entire original cast voicing yep. those characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. So I'm, yeah, so I'm pretty excited for that. But outside of that, um, that was my that was my week. So I'll have to figure out something else to say tomorrow. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's all I got. So, yeah. yeah, I can do it. Yeah, so I haven't played... I've just been... So, let me... I guess... I haven't beat anything. Um, but that's because I've done a couple different things. So, one, I shell... I, I, I shouldn't say shell. I'm done with uh, Solstice. So, that was the character action game that I was playing. That yeah. was like Berserk, Claymore-inspired. Um I made it to about I think it's like chapter 17, 16 out of 25. Um, it is much like Lies of P. It is a good game, but I've been doing this, like I've been trying to be better about not suffering through, suffering is not the right word, but not sticking with something that I don't, that I'm not having fun with anymore. Sure. Yeah. And so this is this is purely a just like Lies of P was, it is a purely personal thing. Your mileage could totally vary. I think that this game is hundred percent worth picking up again or picking up and I hope 
that it gets a sequel because I will check out the sequel because I love everything about it. So art, music, character design, lore, like world, everything is hitting all the exact notes for me that it should be. And even combat, I really, really dig the um, the fights uh, or the way I say Briar and Loot fight is really, really cool. The way they handle parries being... So I think I barely touched on it before when I talked about it, but the main characters are Briar and Loot. Loot is your little ghost sister that got attached to you uh, through some crazy holy ritual that happens that these thing, uh, these warriors, these like knights essentially get created, um, to deal with, you know, basically demons and other shit that come into the world and blah, 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 blah. So the way that the parry works in this game is, um, is a really neat take on it where anytime an enemy would come to attack you, there's a little symbol that happens off screen where it just shows, um, your either the B button or the circle button, depending on what controller you're using. And you basically just press it and your ghost sister will just stop it, like whatever it is. And then you can keep fighting and doing what you're doing. So it allows for a shit ton of enemies to be coming at you because, and they don't care about something attacking you off screen because you have the prompt to stop it. So she'll turn around and do it for you. And you're just like, cool. And you just keep doing what you're doing. And it's, it's awesome. It works really, really well. I didn't think that I was going to dig that because I don't like getting hit from off screen shit. But as soon as they introduced, I was like, nope, this works perfectly. You guys have done the math. Here's where I fell off is for the first while, uh, all the fights are much like how you would expect out of a Devil May Cry game. There's enemies. Certain enemies require certain different tactics, but you you fight them on whatever terms they're asking for, and then you go to the next encounter and keep going and keep going, and then you get a boss, right? This one pulls a little bit from the Ninja Theory Devil May Cry game, um, where everything was like color-coded for certain enemies. So as you get on there would be enemies that would be like red and be like, okay, now you have to press the R2 button and loot will put like a red field around you. And then if the enemies are inside that circle, they can be damaged and you have to do that. And you have to be doing damage to them because a meter will start building up. And if the meter gets too big, loot will get exhausted. And then she's out of commission for like, I don't know, 30 seconds and you have to wait for her to like come back before you can do it again to damage that enemy again. But if you're doing damage to them, that meter will stay like you'll be you know decreasing it down. Um, same thing. There's enemies that are blue. Same exact concept. Now I don't necessarily I don't hate that mechanic, but I think that when you introduce something like that it tends to get overused in a way that becomes tedious where you are, you come into a fight and you're basically like, okay, I'll deal with all the regular enemies and then I'll try to, or I'll deal with all the color enemies first so I can just get them out of the way. And then I'll go and fight the regular enemies later or afterwards so that I can just, you know, style and do the combos and do what I want to do. Um, and I don't, it's fine when you add like one or two to each encounter and you're like, oh, here's this little thing that we threw in or here's this little thing that we threw in. Um, but they end up, this sort of the same thing that happened with the Ninja Theory stuff and Cry thing is they, they w rely way too heavily onto it. 
and it becomes just monotonous. Like you're just like, you get into a, an encounter and as soon as it loads up, you have a chance of a bunch of different regular enemies that all have different things going on. You're like, oh, okay, cool. This is going to be fun. I can, I, I can just play the game. And then there's other times where it'll be like 15 color enemies and then like a bunch of regular enemies spread out. And you're just like, ugh. Like, it becomes monotonous. Like, you're just like, okay, all of this is slowed down now. Which is, I think, Doom, the, the Doom Eternal fell into this and other character action games have fallen prey to this. But the last thing you want to do, in my opinion, in those games is slow down. Yeah. When you have... When you have established that your character is like super strong and combat focused, where like imagine like you know playing like Devil May Cry Five because I know Preston you played it. Imagine if you were playing it and then you just had to like sit for a second and just like wait for an enemy to do something as you're playing as Dante. You'd be like, "Fucking, what am I doing?" It's like a this button is... masher. If I'm not mashing buttons, I'm not playing the fucking game. Right. Like I just want to. I want momentum keep... too. Like right. Exactly. To, you to slow down is like frustrating as hell. I'm sure. And you start yeah, off and with s- that pace, so it's what you're getting used to. It's what you are playing the game for, and all of a sudden it's like, no, I'm not right now. Like, well, it's not what I. Can yeah, it's like you have to stop, and it's like I don't want to do that though. And so, I know some people dig that. Like it's fun for them to deal with that kind of stuff. I am not that person. So I made it to like six, chapter 16, and I was just sitting there, and I was like, I'm not having fun. Like I literally, I got up to a towards like the midpoint of chapter 16 there was like 10 like little enemies that came out that all had the the red and blue and i was like okay and so like i really i fought through them killed them and i got out of that encounter and then the cutscene happened and i was like that was not fun like i spent like 20 minutes fighting all these things and i was just like my the feeling was oh that wasn't a cool or the feeling i didn't have was oh that was a cool fight what i had was i'm glad that's over and i was like that's not that's not what I want. And so I was like, all right, I've, you have proven to me that you know how to make a game, like a character action game that I would really like. So I hope that it can, like, I hope you get a sequel so that I can check that out and hopefully, like, you know, you can do something better. Um, but I was like, I got what I wanted out of it. It was fun, all that. So then I moved over to just Cassette Beast full time. Um, not much to say there. I'm still playing it. It's awesome. Um, like, the best thing I can say about it is the entire time I'm playing it, I just get angrier and angrier about Pokemon. And I'm like, this was a dev, a very, very small dev team that did this game. And it is better than Pokemon in basically every single way that you can imagine. And it even has co-op, which is awesome for, like if you like Preston like if you ever get up to it or Travis or Alec or whoever I will totally hop in and play co-op because it's just that fun like it is just fun to play the game um but it's crazy because Game Freak is a company that has a bazillion dollars and they can't make a game no they have a Pokemon mill they just churn out the fucking games every like right like they can't make one that runs well or is competent in any sort of fashion it's it's wild but um I've been really really enjoying that and then the only other thing that I've been playing is a fuck ton of Final Fantasy 14 um and the reason that I was laughing that you brought it up Travis is because I was what I was prepared to say when I got to this part was I haven't forgot that you said that you were gonna catch up and I'm um you need to do it so that we can all play um, yeah. but cause I was looking at, there was, uh, 
I was looking at somebody rode by on the mount that you can get for clearing like the the deep dungeon stuff that's like a, a four man thing and I saw somebody go by on it and I was like motherfucker I was like god I want that so bad <laughs> and so I was like we I was like we need to give you but um no so the the I think it's like the second big patch that'll happen before the final big patch and then that'll be basically every nothing's going to happen until until Dawnbreaker, um, but uh, this patch was um, it saw a new uh, Criterion dungeon, so that's like the new Alex and I have talked about it before. But it's the new four man content that they're doing. That's like basically like a roguelite version of a dungeon, so you get to like pick your own path and new things happen. And oh, if you nice. do certain things, you can explore, and the new paths and secret bosses will open up. It's fucking awesome. Um, so are always out here doing the most, it seems, for that game. Oh, yeah. I know, yeah. And so there's there's that, and then they had, which I sent Preston a bunch of clips. I was texting them about it. Uh, they did the Fall Guys collab that they that they talked about doing at the last uh, live letter that they did. Um, so it's six stages. Uh, no. Yes. No, technically, technically five, because it's... Two different starting stages, two different middle stages, and then the same. It's the the original final uh, level from when Fall Guys launched, um, but it's in Final Fantasy fourteen. But like, so, but it's exactly how you would expect. Like they they introduce the same sort of fuckery that can happen in Fall Guys, but with fourteen mechanics. Like it's so wild. Like. So an example is um, 14 has this thing where it will do, um, it's called about face and it essentially will, uh, it's a mechanic that some bosses will use that will make you run in a certain direction. And so you will like, and you can't control it and it'll yeah. go for, you know, like six seconds or something like that. So if a boss is doing like a move, you have to, orient your character in a way that will make it so that you will move to a safe zone with that automatic movement so what the fall guys collab does is like you have to run across this platform and like jump across the things like you normally would right but then like there will be a little spot that you have to land on because it's like a little certain if you don't you'll just fall off and lose so you have to land on it and when you do you get that debuff that's like it'll say about face and it'll put like a random arrow under your character being like this is the way that you're going to run so you'll see everybody turn a random way so that they're bought like they'll keep going the right direction um and you're still trying to dodge hazards and do all these other things it's so so incredibly fun um and i played the absolute shit out of it because not only do you get the currency that they give you for uh completing like the event to spend on like the you know, in-game items yeah. or whatever that happen. But they also give you currency, the regular golden saucer currency, so that you can still be gaining that currency at the same time so that you can still spend it on, like, the crazy stuff that's in the regular golden saucer, which is really nice because most games would not do that, but they're not out to screw you. So they're just like, yeah, take both. Who cares? And so, like, I've it, it's like... A no-brainer to do it because you get like two thousand of that currency each time you play, and it's just 
it's super fun. Either way, I played a shit ton of it, and then finally today, I I have a little clip that I sent to Preston, and so it's it's proof that it happened. But I did win the uh, the final show, so I got on, and then you it's basically it's the same level. It, Travis, have you ever played Fall Guys before? Yeah. Okay. So that final show when it first launched, right? Like it's just like the basically the mountain, like the hill that you climb up, and you're just like dodging stuff that's coming down, and then you just jump and grab the crown. Um, it's, it's it's exactly how you remember it. It's exactly that level, um, just with fourteen stuff in it. So, but you're running, and then at the end, the first person to basically touch the gate gets launched into the air, and then it smacks into the crown, and that's that's who wins. Um, and then you're put like on a little pedestal and your character does like little emotes, just like the, the little That's fall wild. guys thing would. What a collab. It, yeah. Not only that, but they, because of the collab, they got the music for all of it. So as soon as you load in, and I mean, it is the second you load in, it is just the fall guys soundtrack playing. And like that little, that same little theme song that plays on all their menus and stuff. It's just playing the entire time, um, that you're in this little fall guys zone that they've created. Um, it's it's awesome, but yeah, uh, I've been playing a shit ton of that. Um, nothing new to report. I guess it's fourteen outside of you know it's still it's still the game that I play. Either way, um, but between that and cassette beast, that's it, man. I don't I don't have I will, anything else. I will say, uh, good thing Alex wasn't there to pull you down when you're trying to complete those courses like he does. Dude, guys. so you me. can't. I will say the only thing that's missing from this. Is that and thank God because I I don't know that I'd be able to handle it, but you cannot in true fourteen fashion you cannot grief other players uh, during this. <laughs> They've turned off they turned off all skills everything so there's nothing you can do. Um, you just have to run and jump and that's it. Probably better that way. It, it is better that toxic. way because dude, I'm <laughs> telling you, like, and it would only be certain classes, right? But like, so like for white mage, like white mage has this button called rescue that's like. I'll grab somebody and they can just like they'll get pulled to my location, but I could really abuse that if I really felt like yeah. it. Um, and it already has a bad enough time in the regular game where I could pull somebody to their death if I really wanted to. Um, not saying I've done that. Be very clear, um, <laughs> <laughs> but I could. And uh, so, but yeah, they have all that turned off, which is good because I think that I would have. I would have came unglued if Probably. somebody could do that, but yeah, I know that'll be honestly. When Alex tries it, he'll be like, oh, "I'm sad I can't grief people." Yeah, That's like, exactly what he's saying. Like, I'm sure yeah. you're upset about that. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And the nice thing is, is um, for for both of you, I know Preston, you have other games that you're playing right now, but you do not have to be current content to oh, nice. play this. You just go to the Golden Saucer. And it's right there, and you can start immediately. There's nothing stopping any new players from doing it. That includes free trial players, too. It's very cool. That's dope. Very cool. Right. Yeah. So, my week, uh, to start off with, I forgot to start recording on the faces for the first half an hour of this podcast. So, YouTube, enjoy the image of the testing room pod for the first half an hour. Audio will still be there. <laughs> We're fine. But I looked over, I'm like, shit. I was thinking so much about doing that fucking intro and trying to remember what the intro was, and I forgot to hit fucking recording on it. I'm like, okay, so, well. So it's Alex's fault, right on. It is Alex's fault. It's totally Alex's fault. He's not here to defend himself. It all stems back. It's 100% his fault. Yeah. yeah, all comes back, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, no, I've, uh, I've played a couple games. I've, uh, I've beat two games. 
Christian has beat zero Let's games this go. week. I have beat two games this week. Yeah. Uh, Marvel's Spider-Man 2. Uh, I beat that one. I love. I like it a lot. It looks phenomenal. Plays great. Plays just as good as those other Spider-Man games with a little bit of additions here and there. Um, as far as suits, I'm not so sure if, uh, if what if what suits you use, Travis. But I went with Peach Momoko's uh, like Oni uh, Spider-Man suit the entire way through. And then I did, Christian, use the Bodega Cat suit once I got it. I, I went through that one the entire way through. Although there are some scenes to where it kind of pulls you away from the whole um, like emotional situation. When you got a little kitty cat coming out of the backpack going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm like. I disagree. Okay. That's your homie and he's trying to ride for you. Yeah. And he, right? knows, yeah. he knows you're going through a stressful situation. So he's just trying to lighten the mood and help sure. you out. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're trying, yeah. trying to be a supportive. I understand that. So, but um, yeah, it's, um, I beat that one. It's, it's great. I do feel that <clears throat> I won't go into like details or anything like that, but I feel the boss battles can be a little repetitive. Like there's a lot of times yes. where I'm facing a boss and it's like phase two, phase three. I'm like, this is the second time yeah, I've fought F- this boss. Like it's like, I just like, I yeah. feel like I'm just doing the same thing over and over again. And it doesn't change too, too much as far as like how you fight that boss. But there are plenty of bosses out there that are fun. Like the very first boss you face, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's different than any of the bosses that you'll play in that entire game. And I think they do a really good job with that. But about halfway through, all the bosses are kind of same, same. And you're not doing a whole lot different with those boss battles. And I just I felt it was a little, little repet- repetitive to me, honestly. Um, I don't know if yeah. you felt that way too, Travis, without giving away any spoilers of what bosses yeah, they are I, or anything like that. Yeah. I honestly did. I And I don't know if you noticed because I told Alex this and he didn't notice, but I'm sure you did since you talked about Phase 1, Phase 2. But if you actually look under the name of the person you're fighting there's three little like there's red dots which tells you what phase you're in did not know that so every time one would load up and i'd see three red dots i would instantly be like oh well here we go but uh but uh, but that was the only that was really my only harp was was some of those did feel a little repetitive but i gotta say i gotta hand it to insomniac while while i think they took the approach like if it if it ain't broke don't fix it to most of the game yeah um they utilize, I think, the PlayStation's hardware better than anybody I've seen thus far. Like, I mean, if you've played like um, Ratchet and Clank, rip, uh, is it rip, not ripped apart? Rift apart, it, but rift, rift, rift apart. apart. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like the intro where you're going from environment to environment, and it's yeah. like quickly switching. That was you really see nice a lot of that same they, stuff. They utilized what they did with that as far as the portals. They do that very well in this game. There's there's a little there's a little small mission too, uh, and um, it you'll know it when you see it, but it's it's one thousand percent the use of portals just like Rift Apart and stuff like that. So it's it's very. It well makes done. me want to see an end of the Spider Verse game, right? Just yeah. to see like what environment going through you different could dimensions or yeah universes. Yeah, it'd be very yeah. cool. Um, yeah. But yeah, I didn't I didn't one hundred percent it. I kind of went through it. If there was a fun little like side quest on my way to my next thing, I would do it. I think there's only one side quest that I fully completed, which was. Um, of the crystals, I'm not gonna say what it is, but like the crystals, essentially, you gotta find all those crystals. You go to a place, you fight some bosses there, and you crack open the crystal to get a little more part of the story of this small side of that small of one of the characters that you face, one of the villains. Um, and like it just, I just happened to get almost all of them by the end of the game, and like there was like one or two left. And it's like it gets to the point in the game where it's like, hey, so you know, you might wanna if you wanna just kind of before the end of the game, this is the part to where you're gonna need to go and do all your extra stuff. Now at the very end of the game. You can go through there and still kind of go through and do all the collectible stuff too. But if you wanted to do it before you finish the final like, story part of the game, they let you know. So I'm like, okay, well, I did have like one or two more of those. I'm like, I'm just going to go finish that off real quick so I can enjoy the swinging just a little bit more before because I know 
Spider-Man 2 was a Gamefly game for me, so as soon as I got done, went right back in the envelope, right back in the mail uh, to move on to the next game. So um, it's it, it, it was yes. good. I mean, I'm nitpicking it here and there uh, because I'll, otherwise I'll just be sitting here telling you it's, it's a really great game. Um, I would say if since you're not going to finish the side stuff, if you haven't looked up some of the stuff, like for collecting all the spider, the, the little spider bots, uh, you should probably look up to see how that ends. So to I'm going to look it up. I, I listened to Castle Super Beast, and they mentioned it too because oh. Pat's like, hey, is it, is it, you want to hear some bullshit? So here it is, and it, it's not a super-duper spoiler. It's like that for like a character in the game. It's just a side quest kind of thing. But at the end, you get to see a character from Into the Spider-Verse. But it was a character that they cut out of the Into the Spider-Verse movie. So it, if no one knows except for the people that actually were following like the articles and stuff to find out that this one character, this one spider person, was cut from the movie. But it was supposed to show up in the game as the part of this end of the side quest to like be like, oh, that's a cool like little touch because all the spider bots you're finding are named after Spider-Verse characters, whether it's Gwen's Spider Gwen or yeah. something like that, and all as they go through. Um but yeah, it's. I heard that funny uh, thing with that. He's like, yeah, that that that's a character that was supposed to be in the Spider Verse movie, but was cut, and but they left it in the game. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, all right. But uh, they did a really good job with all the Spider Verse costumes because it's not just the Miles Morales Spider Verse costume. Uh, there is another Spider Verse costume which I'll let Christian uh, discover that on his own and the other uh, people who are listening in. But it's it's real good. It does the whole frame rate thing, dropping everything oh, for that one character costume, and it's it's probably the best one I would have chosen for. Because uh, obviously Miles has his own Spider Verse Miles costume, but this one's for Spider Man, and it's a different character. And it's I, I love what they chose to use it for. Yeah, that's good. The one thing I didn't realize, so obviously I played with those costumes, and you can see when you're Did fighting. You, is that, that the one that you chose to use? Well, not through the whole thing because okay. running at a lower frame rate when you're fighting is kind of almost jarring because everybody okay. else is moving in real time. Yeah. But I didn't realize because I didn't play any scenes where you're in a cut scene. But Alex told me that if you're in one of those suits going into a cut scene, you also move at a lower frame rate in the cut oh, scene too. Okay. Like Weird. you do in the movie. Because like in the end of the Spider-Verse movies, like in the first one, he runs, he runs at a much lower frame rate than all the other Spider-Man yeah. people. And yep. then once he like fully realizes his potential then he speeds up which i always thought was a really a really cool touch and yeah. really well done but but yeah all the suits are pretty cool i i feel like they've doubled down on all the suits so many uh, goddamn suits because i'm pretty sure i'm like i didn't check but i'm pretty sure they brought all of them back from the last games and then they just added like almost double more than what they had um from those games it's, it's insane because like i told Alex, like, like i was like okay you got a little like a little square for all your suits and I'm like okay that's a good amount of suits and i'm kind of uh, <laughs> yeah. kind of surprised by that like oh I get like one suit that's like all the way at the bottom of the list, but you scroll down to get to the bottom of that list. I'm like, oh shit, there's a lot of suits in this game. Insane yeah, amount. It, yeah. It's so much to add when you just need one. You just need Bodega Cat, and then that's it. That's all you need. Honestly, that's all you need. Um, but yeah. Does it still have uh, special super animations, like for finishers? Like, does the cat come out and like kick the dude in the face or whatever so i mean it, it's still there but it doesn't do like anything special with that i don't think um i didn't i didn't notice any of the special takedowns because a lot of takedowns that you do uh sometimes if if you have like if the other spider person is with you hanging out with like a spider-man or miles like you'll do a double takedown like you'll do a cool like team up takedown to do stuff like that and honestly i didn't use finishers that often i usually mainly because that you get a little bar you get focus meter for it and you get like one two three whatever I mainly use that for healing. So I didn't use the finishers that often unless it was like a big brute. And I'm like, I don't feel like fighting this motherfucker. I'm going to use my finisher to take him down. It's very rare that I use those finishers to, for the actual move. I use that focus bar for healing. Okay. Yeah. 
the one thing I the the one thing I didn't like that they took away from the suits versus the first game is do, Christian, did you play the first one? I played the first one and I played the Miles DL yeah, like you know is, game. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it used to be that like in the first one at least, I can't remember with Miles, but like certain suits would have surf, uh, certain perks or yeah. like like yeah. I guess abilities. They completely took that out of this one. So no Dude, suit has much. any special abilities. It's just, yeah, it's just visual, yeah. okay. And to be yeah. fair, like it's there would be so many special abilities you have to put into there. At a certain point there would just be dumb little modifiers like 0.25% uh, yeah. attack rate or something yeah. like that. Like That's what they'd yeah. have to do at the yeah, same point. That skill tree is already too much the way it is. Three but I don't know trees, how. Yeah, I, Gadget yeah tree and, and I know Alex had tree. mentioned that. Yeah. But it's just like, I don't, honestly, with having two characters in there, I don't really know how else you would have done it. Like to have the one that goes to both characters mm-hmm. and then each have their own abilities. So I just don't really know what the right approach would have been, but there is a lot. So. There's a lot to go through. But yeah, you do get a lot of skill points and the side quest missions help you get those levels up to get all those. And by the time, like even without me doing the side quest stuff, I still like the, the tree that I chose to go down, I still got to the end of it by the end of the game. So if I wanted to fill out the entire skill tree, I'd do all the side quests, but just doing it per usual, just casually, you can get down to the bottom of one of those skill trees uh, for sure for the, yeah. each, each character. Um, but yeah, Spider-Man 2 is good. Great. I'm glad I beat it. Um, second game I beat, Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy. We have, I have finished every Dark Forces Jedi Knight game this year. I've played through all of them. And then next Let's year, go. I'm going to be able to play the remaster of Dark Forces. It's going to be fun. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and it's, uh, it's a lot of fun. So tier list is Dark Forces 2 Jedi Knight. It's my favorite. It's kind of hard to beat because it has the live action cutscenes. But, I mean, nostalgia and everything bundled up into it, that's my favorite. So, got that one. Uh, second favorite is Dark Forces. It's purely a shooter. It's very fun. It was in the age and era of Doom. So, it's, it's a lot, a lot of fun. came out around the same time, too. Uh, second, and third and fourth, I feel you could kind of move around a little bit. They're very close. Would be the Jedi, I would say Jedi Academy and then Jedi Outcast. Um those look the best except for cutscenes. So as far as like the way the lightsaber looks, the way like the combat and everything, like even like the, the stormtrooper outfits, everything like that, those look great in the uh, Jedi Outcast, Jedi Academy games. But when you go into cutscenes and they're using the in-game models and the mouse are moving like this and the entire time, it's like, it's bad. It, it kind of pulls you out of it. And I guess Outcast probably had the best story out of those two, but even so, at the end of it, I think Jedi Academy had the best ending as far as especially the boss battle. Like the boss battle in Jedi Academy was probably the best out of all four. Like I, I enjoyed that boss the most as far as like how cool it was, um, and then it wasn't as fucked up and lame as far as like it wasn't. I felt like sometimes they were a little too hard on the first couple games as far as the bosses, um, but. They're short games. You wanted to give it a little bit of a challenge. You wanted to make it last a little bit longer. So wait for people to get good to kind of finally beat them. Um, but it was a lot of fun. I enjoyed all four of them. Um, none of them are bad games. Um, but Jedi Academy had better ga- level design. So there weren't a lot of those um, shitty areas to where, like, find the one grate that you can actually destroy to go through somewhere to find the puzzle piece. Jedi Academy, very straightforward. A lot of cool missions. Missions toward like you're on a speeding train as you're kind of going through it. That was a lot of fun, um, and then just different type of environments to go through. It's overall, it's, it's it's definitely definitely number three out of my four. Jedi Outcast being the fourth one for sure. Um, and when you got done with them, you were like, 
And this is all cool because Disney said that none of this is real. Yep. Yep. So maybe Filoni will be a good good guy Filoni and just like have maybe Kyle Katarn will show up in one, one of the, uh, the the new shows he's making. I think it, be cool. it's, it's funny that you say that because when I, I do remember on one of the many streams that I was hanging out with you on, you were pretty explicit in the fact that they will never say the words Kyle Katarn on a thing. They won't. They won't say Kyle Katarn. They won't say Dash Rendar, even though we would love it to happen. What they'll do, they'll say Cal Kestis. That's what they'll say. Because he is technically canon. He is canon, so... It's, hey, they got the actor's likeness in the game. <clears throat> the actor could show up in whatever next Filoni thing he does, which I think would be great. But it depends on what they're doing with the third game of that trilogy, so... We'll see how that un- unravels, um, but yeah, it's, it's it's those are good games, and we're gonna move on to the next one. I don't know what next Star Wars game I want to play. I thought about doing the Rebel Assault games because I got the PC hard copy version of it now, and I got them on Steam, so I may try those out to see how those do. I think they're kind of like a Rogue Squadron esque game, as far as the, the later Rogue Squadrons to where like you had a lot of the, it was the ships, but you had some on foot missions kind of deal. So I'm, I'm curious to see what those are. So what we'll do for those games, and I could do other games too if I want to. It doesn't have to be Star Wars on Sundays. But I'll play it. If I think the game's garbage, we move on to the next game. But we'll play it that day. We'll, we'll give it the full couple of hours that I have that I want to play with that game. But if I don't like it, I am not going to force myself to beat these games. Uh, and something like maybe Galactic Battlegrounds, I'm not sure how long it takes, but it may be a really long game. I might not play the whole thing. I may just be like, you know what, I might play this on the side by myself, but I don't need to stream this for the next five months kind of deal. So who knows? Um, but yeah, um, other than that, snapping, still snapping. Um, I am now in the, uh, since we're now in infinite, <clears throat> I can even tell you as I pull it up and I'll kind of talk as I do. He's um, so back in. I'm not back back in, but I'm <laughs> oh, still in. stop I'm still You're in. infinite rank. And they may have did this whole thing to where I was like, hey, now we're going to do this whole thing to where, um, if you buy gold from us, we'll double it. Uh, oh, you're in for sure, bro. Oh, do you can see it? His face. Yeah, I know he did. <laughs> like, but they're gonna give me double gold. That, that's very interesting. He there, said, son. "Let me get hey, in his pockets." Hey, dude, you're gonna, yeah, I don't know. Hey, it's a good deal, man. I mean, look, what? It, and you put a bunch of hours into it. Can't walk it away. Be, from, yeah, you'd be losing money if you didn't buy the gold. You know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna see a variant that I like. I'm gonna be real sad I didn't get all that gold when I had the chance. So I, I'm gonna make sure I do it. You don't want to convince us. Yeah, man. I say just, do it, man. Just saying, just saying. It, I it, say it take a loan out and just let it rip, man. Just take it. Go, <laughs> I did go get crazy. a new. I did get a new credit line, so like they maxed out my credit my credit score. So I mean, I, I could just max that out and get it all gold in the world, and then you I can just, just start, start twitching. Like I got all the variants. You guys want to watch me, right? You yeah. know, garbage. I say you just you just start selling feet pics, and that can funnel your addiction. Easy. Good. No one wants to see my feet. I, I like their hobby. How about feet. onlyhands? Onlyhands.com. Is that a thing? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But I did have a friend who was a hand model, so who knows? That might be a thing. Um, All right. So then I got infinite. So I don't we haven't mentioned it on the pod, but press in your boy, I did get infinite. So I, I, I went through the ranks. For the second time. This is my second Let's time. Go. Uh, so it's really hard to do. So Travis, you don't know. Every month they reset the the, the ranking. So what yeah. it does is you got up to rank hundred. You gotta bet cubes, and you, you gotta move up to your rank. So every ten levels, there's there's a new rank you get to, um, and it's really hard once you start getting to the seventies and eighties, because you start making bets that don't work out for you. You drop eight cubes, and all of a sudden you drop like two or three levels. It sucks. So finally got it. I used my Galactus deck. Now honestly, Galactus I don't have to use very often. So what Galactus does 
Travis, if you don't know, is you put him down the lane. He has to be the only card you put in that lane. And as long as you have more power than the other person on that lane, you will destroy the other two lanes. And then it's just you and them for like maybe the next uh, turn. Maybe it was the last turn. Who knows? If you still have one more turn, your boy got Eliath. You know Eliath because you watched the Loki show. What he yeah. does is you drop him down, and no matter what card they put over there on the other side, you will destroy it. So if you're already winning that lane, you won the game. So you hit that I'm going to bet my cubes button, I think I'm going to win button, and as long as they're not like, screw this guy, he has a lieth, you will win those extra cubes. And that's you how, know I, how got I know to you're in. You know how I know you're in? Seeing how passionate you are talking about it. Dude, I just gave it fun. It's a lot of fun. You should try it. You should try it. Just give it a little okay. dabble. It's free to play. You don't have you to put money into it if you don't want to. I've been, I've been waiting for you to start talking about Snap so I can tell you this. So this morning when I was uh, making my – I was playing, playing – No, I was playing my addiction. I was playing 14. <laughs> but on the side, I had a stream going, and I was watching one uh, Majin Obama, who's a huge F- yes. FGC person. Yeah. I watch um, And uh, I didn't catch the first part of this, but – uh, so I caught him while he was he had just started playing his Elden Ring playthrough that he, I guess sure. he's been doing. But the first like six hours of his stream, he was doing a Marvel Snap partner stream. Apparently, oh, Preston, shit. and I didn't know this, apparently recently a bunch of uh, FGC people have been getting into Snap. Whoa. And so okay. they've got like... Panda, like the Clizzy Clay, like he's been, yeah. uh, he's been doing it. Majin Obama was doing it. Like if you look through FGC folks, they okay. are part of this most recent Snap campaign where somebody will get in, start playing, and if they get up to like level three, it like boosts them or you know whatever it is. I don't remember, sure. but yeah. So yeah, it's 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 there. It's Did a thing. See? But I, I I thought about Did, you when I saw it. Yeah. I was like, I was like, because he's like. He, he even while he was playing Elden Ring, the hustle didn't stop. Majin Obama was still like, "Get about it, look, guys. Hey, download Snap, man. Don't forget, we've mm-hmm. got the we've the promotion still going. Just because I just because I stopped that six hour stream, like doesn't mean the promotion stop. Doesn't mean the promotion yeah. stop, man. Keep downloading, use my code, baby. Mm-hmm. Like he was going hard. I don't know if you saw or not, but did you see that um, Magic: The Gathering and Marvel was doing a collaboration? No, I didn't see that. Is that their next set then? Yeah, it just got announced a week ago, and I thought about you. I thought about you, Preston, because I was like, I mean, I got what better way to get on Steam?" And I know I can put those yeah. cards just in, so I might, I might have to pull what these guys did down here with the uh, Lord of the Rings, and I might have to yeah, send, so send, I, send I, the link I, in, the, in the podcast later I, on. And I, I, I just did. I just he did. just did. Yeah. yeah, gathering Marvel collaboration. Fuck me. Okay. All right. Fine. And also, they're also uh, for pre-order. They're doing. Uh, they're partnering. Um, yeah. They're doing Fallout as well. Oh, so nice. I'm gonna pre-order the Fallout one because they have a. Uh, they have because they have uh, I guess an edition that's kind of more of the Fallout 76 where they have the Mothman and stuff in it. Sure. So I'm no gonna, shit. Like got a, it's a deck built around the cryptics and I think their their effect that they have is radiation is like one of the effects in those that's decks, cool. which yeah. is like poisoning, like, which perfect. is pretty cool. Yeah, so. that's, that's sick. Yeah. And that is and those I'm assuming are gonna go straight into alchemy or whatever it is like they're for fun set, not the not the standard. Uh, yeah, I mean, they'll they'll be available to be able to play in Standard for a while, but yeah, then it'll eventually go out, I assume. Oh, so, okay, so it's not going to be like the Lord of the Rings one where you can't, like, where it was, Correct. it went straight to, interesting, so those will yeah, be some and of the... It, 
and then for you, Christian, I don't know if you saw, but uh, they're uh, they're re- releasing new Lord of the Rings, uh, new Lord of the Rings sets for uh, for Magic: The Gathering as well. Stuff that hasn't been released yet. I'll get on that. No, I, I want to say I want to say that was I want to say that was either today or tomorrow. But yeah. okay, I'm gonna need you to send me some links. Yeah, God, <laughs> damn even it. though I dropped a whole shit ton of money down on like a tattoo, I'm gonna have to look at that. I know. Real quick. Yeah, I need the fall. I want to check out the Fallout one because that sounds sick. And then obviously more Lord of the Rings cards. Cool. It was. It's funny. So I was finding out more about Magic just because I I I I shouldn't I should keep adding that to the weeks. I do play that still. Like I will. I just you know, um, I'll do the on the mobile version a lot, but. Um, it's and the funny, artwork so I, is completely different, by the way. It's more of like the old school uh, hand illustrated, like from the old books, as opposed ooh, to ooh, like, okay. Stuff. That's so, right on. so, so I'll uh, I'll be dropping on in there in T minus right now. So hell yeah, look at that later. Yep, I'm um, not but yeah, that. but yeah. So they um, because so what I found out is technically there are some Lord of the Rings cards that are available in standard now, but it's because they were. And I didn't realize that this is a thing that Magic does to sort of help, I guess, which is unlike Wizards of the Coast, from what I understand. But it's something that they do to help offset a lot of the cost of of new like new sets that come out is if they release a card that has been released before, but it's new to that set, like it has a new art or anything, any version of that card throughout all sets is legal. Um because it's still the same thing, right? So, like, if, for instance, like, um, it's one of the, one of the green, green, like, elven cards from the Lord of the Rings set is just a remake of a card that has been done, like, before. Okay. So, it's technically available it's for like standard play. For so, card, you can, yeah. so you could put, so I was like, oh, dope. So, when I was, like, trying to build, like, a standard thing, I even have them sitting here, actually, so I can say this. But <laughs> when I was building, like, what my, like, what a standard deck would be so that I could use it. I was like, oh, well, if that's the case, then that means that I should be able to use any land, right? Like, you can, it doesn't, and so then I was like, oh, well, dope, then I'll just make it so that forever I never have to worry about buying lands because I have the foil uh, Lord of the Rings ones. And so I was like, oh, well, yeah. that perfect, that works. So, but yeah. it was just something I figured out. But yeah. But yeah, no, so um, I was going to say, so once you get to that infinite and snap, um, what they do now is it used to be just like, oh, okay, well, now you can just toy around with decks. You're never going to lose your infinite rank until the month expires, and then you go back down like <clears throat> I think it's like 30 or 40 ranks, so you have to crawl back up. But um, <clears throat> now they do it to where they rank you against everyone who's an infinite. So now you're uh. gathering cubes to have as many cubes as you can to get a spot. So a couple of people I watch are like top 50. Um and then, but you lose it. If you don't play, you're going to lose that rank because it's just however many cubes you've accumulated. I am rank 93,441 right now. <laughs> so I, that I'm is still a lot in the top 100,000. rank. <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah. Um, Man, yeah, that, it's, that it's, just shows how many fucking people are playing yeah. that game. No, those are people who are in infinite. Those don't, that doesn't count. Like That's what I'm saying. Yeah. If, if there's that many people that are in infinite, it just shows how many people are playing the fucking game. And that brings your cumulative yeah. total like over from like when you've gone up to infinite. So it's not like you start a new cube count. It's like, no, we're going to, we have all the cubes counted from your entire month. And we're going to put that towards your, uh, your ranking. So that way you can start off with all those cubes that yeah. you've earned. I'm like, that's cool. It's, it's great. They didn't start you off at zero and have you start working back up. Like, no, it's the cubes that you've earned all this month. So I thought it was dope. Yeah. 
That is dope. A uh, couple things I'll say real quick, and then I'll let you finish. So I dropped the Fallout thing in the link for you to check out, but I don't know if you know this, Preston. Are, are you guys Disney fans, I assume? To a like point. Semi-Disney I, fans? I think I know what you're talking about, though. Yeah, I think I've seen the it's one. It's that newest set that they just did is the Disney one, right? Well, they have uh, their new trading card game called, called Lorcana, which is basically Disney's version of Magic. Yeah, I see. Is what it okay. is. So if you're trying to get anybody into a Magic S game, but they like Disney, that's a good. It's a good sure. game to get into. But I guess it's been like super popular. But uh, but no, I'll definitely check out uh, Marvel Snap. I tried it when it first came out, mm-hmm. um, and it still it was kind of buggy when it was sure. first out. But I haven't went back and revisited, so I'm sure a lot's changed. Yeah, since it's, I've it's it changes like every month. They are constantly adding stuff to it. Um, the PC client is now in full 1.0. It's beyond that now, so they got a whole oh, layout okay. just for the PC. Uh, so it's on there too. Um, but yeah, everything's out of beta. Everything is running pretty smoothly, except you know, they have their hiccups just like anybody else daredevil a certain card right now to where his ability is completely broken at the moment so what he does okay. you draw him you put him down he's cost two so you can put him down by at least the second turn and on the fifth turn you get to see everything that the person is going to play and they can't go back and take back what they've played so you get to see what they're doing so what it does is it goes and it kind of shows a little red around the card and you're supposed to be able to see the card when you click on it can't do that that's broken uh, right now so it's it's completely yeah. you, if you have a deck that you runs daredevil you're like well i can't use him i might as well replace him right now so that kind of sucks. Yeah. But they'll by the time the next patch comes out, they'll fix it. Uh, if they fix it before that, they'll do an over-the-air patch real quick. But um, <clears throat> no, it's it's been it's been great. Uh, I I'm actually I've even thought about just starting up a new account because I miss the beginning of it, like the whole game that like because you go through like there's series cards, there's series one, two, and three, four, five, and that's the series that you can yeah. go through. That's the maximum. Like five are like their big bads, the ones that cost the most if you want to get them with tokens. But like series one through three is you get as as you progress through the game. So, like, I, I miss the whole progression of getting the cars, getting through the series. Like, I miss all of that. So, I've, I've even thought about doing it because what they have is a speed run. The first to get to, like, through series one or whatever, like, the intro is actually the tutorial. Um, so, it's, I've, I've thought about doing that as, like, a little small thing to, like, hey, let's, see, let's do a speed run of Marvel Snap to get to the first, get through the intro, essentially. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Definitely get into it. If you get into it and you want to get down on some, we, we can definitely play some. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah, I'd be down for sure. He's trying to bring bring people in. I'm, I mean, I'm down the try for sure. I'll try it once. If to I like it twice. Game with essentially, <laughs> I don't have any friends who played the fucking game. Like, I feel bad because like, it is an addicting game. It is a game that you could put a decent amount of money into if you got really into it. So I would feel bad if I got somebody into it and they'd spend more money than what they would like. But that's more of a. Yeah that person problem than anything else but so it's like you you want them to hit the crack pipe but you don't want them to continue to buy the crack afterwards I see yeah i just want you to get a little taste yeah. of taste and you know every once in a while you come back to it we can talk about a little dabble do you yeah exactly <laughs> yeah gotcha. then yeah then you just have people come over and you're like man that was really fun right we're not going to do it again we're not going to do it again but we're not going to but it was really fun when we did you it know, next month they got I'll, they got this new card going out no yeah it's no they got, they got content coming in all the time there's, there's a new card every week essentially so it's a lot of fun yeah, um, I would love us. Uh, I love for us to do a tabletop simulator one night because sure. I I found out I found out you can do um, card games like Magic. Mm-hmm. You can do sealed, you can do sealed um, sealed play sessions. So they you can actually bundle up cards, open them up as if they're a new pack, and then everybody takes a card out. You rotate and then you oh, that would be super fun. Yeah, yeah. So you're not you're not spending money because they do that at actual comic shops, but you're buying sure. packs, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Um, but if you do it through Tabletop Simulator, you can do it without obviously shelling out money for real cards. It's having so fun. That's what 
that's what Alex and I want to do to get more familiar playing Commander, because I only know how to play standard Magic. I mean, I've played Commander a few times, but not not. And I heard Commander is crazy. Me and Christian have th thought about that before. Like, there's some places. Yeah, I, I wanted like to play Commander, Commander like, too. Mm, I could definitely drop 30, 50 bucks down just on like a Commander deck and just have that with me to play around with. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, that is our weeks. Christian, you have a topic for us to get into. I do. So we can get this going. So yeah, the topic that I sent to these guys, um, and let me, I'll pull it up really quick just so I can get the exact wording. Um, two, two, two. Here we go. So the, the topic that I had was, do we think that games today can still surprise us um, with basically inventing a new genre or something like that, right? So an example uh, that I gave here was like, are we ever going to see something like Journey, Shadow of the Colossus, Dark Souls, things like that, right? Um, stuff that will, stuff that when it came out, you were like, this has, I have not seen this before. Like, this is brand new. You know, like Journey's example was like, and again, uh, you know, it's it's hard to think about, but it was like Journey's example was like, you'd be playing the game and you would see some random person next to you and people were, you know, you could press a button and they potentially would chirp back at you. Maybe they wouldn't, whatever it was, but you didn't know until you finished the game when you started to see that person's username you're like, Oh fuck, that was a real person. I was like, when you buy that game, like when you bought journey back in the day, there was no indication that there was online multiplayer whatsoever. Um, so you just didn't like, it was not a thing. Right. Um, Shadow of the Colossus is a great example. There's not a, another game like Shadow of the Colossus that has been made. I mean, Pray to the Gods was, a, a, they tried to do basically what Shadow of the Colossus has done, right? But up until that point, there was never a game like Shadow of the Colossus. It came out and you were just like, holy fuck, like this is, you know, brand new. Dark Souls obviously spawned, spawned its own genre. Um, so things like that. Um, so we can go around, I can go first, but yeah, so the answer would just be, you know, yes or no and then you know explain what you think give some ideas you know that kind of thing i this is going to sound very pessimistic i think but i think no i think that games have been as far as genres are concerned especially with the advent of vr i think the games have been explored for about as far as you can go but i do think that we will see like really innovative and fresh takes on the genres that already exist right so like an example i can give is like uh i don't i doesn't exist like the the game that i was talking about that text the text-based game it's like or text adventure game that's sort of like zork but it has its whole new spin on it um that is like to me is one of the most like innovative things that I've played in a very long time as far as like a spin on a game. But at the end of the day, it still does fit in the text adventure genre. It was just a really fucking wild take on something that already existed, right? Um, same thing is like as much as I loved this game, like um, uh, Inscription where and we're i think we're past the the spoiler statute on that but for inscription right like the whole gimmick for inscription is that it starts out as a card game 
and then it completely morphs into different things, like two different games by the end of it, right? And there's like a whole fucking thing there. All of that stuff is really, really cool, but at the end of the day, you are still playing a card game, right? Like that's, that is what its main interaction is, which has already been done before. So, and the reason I say that I don't think it'll happen is because I think there's two, there's two technologies that would have let it happen, right? So first is online, right? So online connectivity brought in a whole slew of other ideas that up until that point we had not particularly really seen, like, and it allowed for wild things to happen, right? Like asynchronous stuff, you know, things like that that you wouldn't, we had never seen before. All that's cool. And then the last tech would have been VR, right? So, like, that allowed for some really cool things to, that tech, you know, allowed for some really cool things. It's sort of, I've, VR has obviously been on a very major decline. Like, it is not seeing the love that, you know, I think everybody wanted it to see. Um, but yeah, I don't think, I don't think it will. I, I, I think that the best we're going to get is just, like, innovate, because even something like, let's say they went, like, full augmented reality, right, where, like, you are fucking strapped in and you've got like the things where you can like run on a treadmill and that makes the character track, move and all yeah. that other stuff. Like ready even, player one shit. Right, exactly. Like let's say that happens. Even there I can only imagine that we will just be getting augmented reality versions of genres that we already have, right? Like there's nothing that augmented reality could give you that would put you into a game that you hadn't seen before already in some sort of fashion right that's correct yeah i mean yeah. it's i mean yeah. that's what i think that yeah. so i would say it's saying that we're never going to see like a new genre is hard to say because if i could think of a new genre i should be making that fucking game right now right like it's it's i can't imagine a new genre because i'm not a game designer i'm not a game developer and when we do get surprised by that, it'd be like, I didn't even think this could even exist. I didn't even think there's a possibility because if we could think of that, it would have been already made, right? So to get a new genre where we have to somebody who had to break the mold, you'd have to do something like, like uh, we did the video game uh, book club recently for, for Gris, for Greece, to where it's, it had a fresh take because they took artists and not just like a game artist, but like artists who like make paintings and stuff like that had them develop a game. And that's what I think gave that game such a fresh feel and take. Is But it was still a platformer. It was still something like that that we would use. But I think that's how we would possibly get a new genre, is by bringing somebody in who doesn't normally live in the gaming environment, live in the gaming world, uh, to where they would come in. I want Someone wants to create a video game. They create a video game not being in this world for the past, you know, decade or two. But I would, yeah, I would say that that's how we can get it. Definitely VR is a big take on that uh, because yeah. that world hasn't been fully realized. I mean, it's, and I think, the equipment's not there. I, I think the best that we could do now would be mashups of two genres, right? So, so like, yeah. for, example, for instance, like MOBAs, right? Like MOBA sure. is a, a, a thing that people, or is real-time strategy plus, you know, like the... It ended up being uh, a spin-off of Warcraft, like 
original War. It was it was somebody's right? mod on a Warcraft three game, and then that spinned off into like, oh, we like these. It's kind of like a, so like so like they had like tower defense games, but they also had the MOBA version to where it was like a couple guys coming in. You have a starting base, starting base, and you go into and so attack. you slam those together, and it creates something new. But it is too. So I you know that was that was going to be my only thing, and try I'll let you go here in a second, Travis. But that was going to be my only sort of addendum to it. Is I was like, I don't think that we'll see on the whole new experiences, but I do think that the the closest thing we could get to it would be two genres mixed and together that create something yes, so new-ish. I thought about that when you brought this up. And the first game that came to mind was Hi-Fi Rush. You have a rhythm game yeah. and an action game. Like you have those two, like the, a great That's meld a great example. of like two genres that you would have never even thought to do. A rhythm game and a, like a Devil May Cry game on top of that, like who the fuck would have thought of that? And it made by a, hor- a, a gay studio that normally does horror games. Like it's, yeah. it's mind blowing that that. But, but they that's what they want to do. They want to do something different, break out of the mold that they used to do, and they got us something. Not to mention, if you want to talk about surprise, drop that fucking game on us without any like <laughs> yeah. a pretense or anything like that to like we no one knew about that game and they dropped it and it was a fucking banger that's why i think it's like it's it's hard for me to like i don't know it's it's hard for me to count that because right? it's like it's still an action game. it is new but it's still an action game at its yeah. core right like so it's like hard to I don't, that's but like where i would say like shadow the colossus or like even like journey journey is just a platformer it's a 3d platformer right so it's just it, it but what they did with it was different but it was one of the first games that did a it was the first time that we saw like a hidden asynchronous multiplayer sure. right so it was like on a, a new like a new mechanic thing that we had not seen mm-hmm. before whereas like or a new i shouldn't even say like it's like more than a mechanic it's like a new design that we hadn't seen before whereas like like with Journey, that piece was not ever in a game before, and then they added it. Whereas Hi-Fi Rush is two things that we have seen before that they put together in a new way, and that's sort of the distinction that I put in my head. But I'm like, I, I go back and forth on. It. I'm like, it's still technically a new thing, right? Like if, but you know, does it spawn a new genre, or is it just? That's why I was saying is I think that we'll see like really innovative and fresh takes on genres, and I think the way we'll see that is by people smashing them together. Sure. But. Yeah, I think one one of the games I think about, um, I don't know necessarily if it created a new genre, but I don't know if you all ever played Arma. But when Arma, when the community created a mod for Arma called Daisy before it was yeah, a standalone. Yeah. Before it was a standalone game, it was one of the first like zombie survival like sure. like hardcore games I'd ever played, and I actually played that. I actually somehow managed to convince Alex to play that with me many many years ago. But when I played that game, it was it felt like unlike anything that I had played because not only were you worried about zombies, but you were worried about running into real players in the environment, whether or not they were going to kill you, whether or not they were just after your stuff. And I remember one time Alex and I were just running through a field, nobody in sight. And because like you had to go out of your way to get vehicles to work in that game, to get helicopters to work, like not just everybody had them. Like if somebody had them, you knew you were in trouble. And I remember running through this big open field 
and Alex and I heard this helicopter flying and we immediately just dropped in the grass and like we were like physically like we were physically nervous like it yeah, yeah. it added a whole kind of anxiety that I had never felt before now whether or not that is a new genre or not I think to your point Christian that you made I think sometimes when you have two genres collide you can get a new experience, but I don't know necessarily if that creates a new genre, so to speak. So a couple exactly. of games that I think about, like Hollow Knight. I don't know if you guys have played yep. Hollow Knight before, but like very Metroidvania style game. But then you also have uh, Souls elements. Yep, you know, I remember sure. playing that back in the day. Um, you know, so I think it, it's a combination of things. I think you can still be surprised in an established genre by bringing in other elements from maybe other genres into it. And one thing that I also think about is the Steam the Steam Workshop, right? Like, when I played Divinity 2, I loved that game as it was. But when I went back and I started adding community mods into the game, it was, the game was almost completely unrecognizable from what I had originally yep. played through. It's a different game, In a good sure. way. And it was, you know, I was able to bring in, like, 30 different classes that was never originally in the game, or I was able to bring in environments that look like... Um, that look like Game of Thrones environments, you yep. know, like, so I think it's a combination of a few things. So like when I was thinking through this question, cause I love the question is like, it feels like I've been surprised in, in the most recent times by indie developers. Cause you had brought up, um, which I don't 100%. think was, was journey Sony or was it an indie studio that just Sony had supported? I, I, I don't, I'm not a hundred percent on that. Do you know? It was an indie studio that when, I believe this is the case after journey released and it like fucking exploded then Sony funded it and yeah I think they had I think they had like a um a contract with them because like the first I do think they had an exclusivity deal it was flow flower journey I think that was like the contract they had with them you're right they wanted to which they now made sky uh which for some reason I can't play on steam but it's 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 apparently doing banger numbers too yeah, but like I think I think first and foremost, and I think AAA I think AAA studios struggle from this uh, struggle with uh, embracing innovation. When I think about this, I think about Ubisoft, and I think about the formula for like Assassin's Creed. I think about the formula for like Far Cry. Mm -hmm. A lot of those bigger studios, it's just, it's a lot of times rinse and repeat, right? Not a whole lot of in, a lot of innovation. Whereas like with with indie studios, they know that like if this is their first or second title that they've worked on they know that they're already not going to get a lot of attention just for the mere fact they haven't done much. I feel like they use that as an opportunity to bring things that haven't been done before. Now, granted, they might not be carving out a new genre, but they may come to you and be like, well, this is a genre that you've seen, but we're, we're approaching it differently than anybody else. You know what I mean? Um, one of the things that I was thinking about is games that are non-linear storytelling, right? Like, I think those are some of the best. Like, playing through Baldur's Gate 3 made me think of this. Like, sure. you know, games where decisions and choices matter and it's not a linear path. Like, I don't know if you guys have ever played um, a game called The the Stanley Parable. It was actually... Uh, it's on my list, on my back list. Yeah, yeah, I've so, heard it's fucking incredible, though. Yeah, yeah. So that game uh, was actually formed off of... a. A mod. I can't remember what what exactly it was on Steam, but that game had choices and decisions and just like kind of wasn't it, a, wasn't it, it originally like a Gary's mod thing? Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. it was. That's what I was trying to think. Um, so that is one that that I feel like you know 
took something that was like mod oriented, but then kind of made its own thing after that. And then also there's a game called Undertale, which is like a little pixel sprite, you know, game where while it may look simple just from the art style, there's a lot of very in-depth things around like relationship mechanics and like, and you know, you can go through the game and theoretically not have to fight if you don't want to. Like it's, it's a, it's a very cool game. And I think to your point, I feel like most all genres have already been explored, but I think what we'll start to see is kind of like the things that like the younger generations, like if you went, if you went to somebody that was in high school and asked them if they played shadow, of the Colossus probably never played it. So at some point what will happen is there'll be somebody that does it and they'll think it's a brand new idea. You know what I mean? Um, I love, I love shadow of the Colossus. I also think, I mean, obviously it's no surprise that, that, um, the studio, the same studio that did, um, that did Ico, right? Like leading, leading a girl around by your hand, like fighting shadows, no dialogue in the entire, uh, in the entire thing. Like it was very different, but it was an experience that I'll never forget. You know what I mean? I think about that game even now and I played it, God, so many years ago, but I think it just, I think it just comes down to people with fresh sets of eyes that aren't afraid to break the mold. And I think we're going to get that. I think we're going to get that more from independent studios as a part, as opposed to the triple a studios, because Money is for, first and foremost on their mind. Whatever they think can get them the easiest and best cash grab is what they're always going to do. Um, the only thing that concerns me is when you have, like, st- I think, I think Microsoft like is probably the better approach when it comes to like buying up and supporting like some of these indie studios. I sometimes get concerned when a lot of these indie studios are getting bought up by bigger entities because I feel like it it hampers their creative freedom. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah, because, yeah. you know, like, you know, you think about it, like, you know, if an indie studio gets bought up after they release, like, what ends up being a banger, right? Um, I mean, the first thing that that company is going to do is go, we'll do it again. Do it again yeah. and do it again and do it again. And then just keep doing it until we've milked you for all you've got. And, then, like, you know, we'll take the EA approach. Like, EA is known for buying up a studio that, that did something cool making them do it until it turns no profit and then murdering the studio and moving a new one in like you know so that i it definitely could happen for sure yeah, yeah. there's definitely a cycle it, but, with that too because like obviously the indie studio gets built up or like a smaller studio gets bought in bought and it's usually from it's usually from a, a dev who's quit from some big game studio starts their own studio they get bought by the big game studio again and then the top leads in that studio will quit, start their own studio, and then that studio sooner or later will get bought by another big studio. It's just kind of this never-ending uh, cycle with a lot of studios I've noticed. Yeah, yeah, and I think too when when companies aren't aren't afraid to venture outside of what they're used to. You had mentioned Hi-Fi Rush, right? Yeah. That studio that studio has obviously only made the survival horror games and maybe a few others, but those the Evil Within are the ones that I obviously think yeah. of. Yeah. I think if you have these studios that are well established decide, hey, we just want to do something that's completely out of our wheelhouse, I think that is when games can kind of shine because you'll be pleasantly surprised by things. And I think the problem is is when you get these really big studios that like are afraid to take risk, you know, you're not gonna get end up getting games like Hi Fi Rush. I mean you know what even I mean? you know, like I don't mean this in a in a knock as far as its quality because I'm sure it's I know or I know it's great I mean like people have been talking about it but like even something like Spider-Man right like 
the new Spider-Man, people really love it, but it is a safe game by all oh, accounts. It's, like, it, when I'm playing it, it's 100%. Like, this is just like the next best, like it's the um, successor to the Batman Arkham games. Like that's all it is. Right. Like, they're, they're exactly that kind of game uh, the mm-hmm. entire way through. Uh, so it's it's a newer, better version of that. It's, those are still good games. But yeah, they're not I mean, like still good. blowing the top off it's the safe. genre. Yeah. For sure. yeah, but it's it's very safe. There's nothing, there's nothing going into it that's crazy. Whereas like, you know, like the game that I was bringing up earlier, like the the crazy spin on on a text the text adventure. The day you know the world is going to implode the day that Insomniac releases a text adventure. You know what I'm saying? Like that's not gonna happen. So to your point, right? Yeah, I, I think that any innovation that we see will usually come from the indie space, and it's it's almost like they have to, right? Like because to your point, like they're you already are having a hard time getting noticed at all. Right, like you still have to break through, even something like Steam Next Fest, which is trying to highlight those those experiences. So seven hundred, eight hundred thousands of titles you have to scroll through sometimes. So you really have to make sure that you jump out, and then when you do, it's like I have to really. It can't just be like, oh, it's another Metroidvania. You're like, all right, pass. I've already played yeah. a billion of those. I don't need. Even if it could be really good, right? But you're just like, I need something. It's like it needs to be something. You know, to Team Cherry's credit, Hollow Knight is a great example of that. Where they're like, it's a Metroidvania, but it's got this sort of Dark Souls spin on it. And it helps, by the way, that it is, you know, chock full of just insane amounts of content that no studio has ever delivered on ever besides them. Like, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah and I'm, I'm excited that... Um is it playground studios for microsoft that's doing the new fable like i mean the, yeah they make Hori- they, they make for horizon, horizon. Mm-hmm. you know so like to me like they have the the whole like big vast world and all that stuff down pat but like you go from a racing game to like a a third person rpg like action rpg like what that what does that look like like i'm excited to see what their take yeah, is on it because definitely. i don't like, while I do love the Fable franchise, I also don't want it just a copy and paste of, like, kind of the direction that that was going way back sure. when. Like, yeah, I want something Lionsgate, new and yeah. fresh while it while it kind of captures a little bit of the what made that game special as far as your choices and all the stuff you could do in that game, how the world perceives your character. Like, I think at its core it should have some of the same stuff, but, you know, I think it should be different um, in its own right as well. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, I didn't even think about this, but I guess I should change my answer a little bit where it's like, I don't think we'll see new genres, but also I think games can still surprise us. Sure. But it will not be through a genre space. It will be through, you know, some weird amalgamation of yeah. of different Innovation. ideas or things like that. I mean, like, like look that. at also yeah. like Vampire Survivors. Like that's it's 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 a point and click. It's game. a clicker. It's, 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 yeah, it's a clicker game. That's all it is. And they, really, honestly, it's not even a clicker because you're not clicking anything. You're just moving your character around. You're touching yeah. a button to like select what you want, but. It's a genre that's been scroller, done over yeah. and over and over again, but it's someone who did it so fucking well and just yeah. kind of gave it a little bit of their own spin on it, and it's gangbusters. It's known as one of the best games of that year, personally to me. It was on my top yeah. 10. Yeah. 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 The same year that game came out, like, I don't know if you all ever played V Rising, but that was a, a surprise yep. for me because it was kind of like almost a Valheim. Is it Valheim? S Val, game. Yeah, Valheim. Yeah. Okay. Val, Valheim. Um, but then you take the whole vampire spin, building your own, like, thing and then you you go out and fight these bosses that give you special abilities so it was like felt like a few genres meshed together that i thought was pretty well executed so i think a lot of these things that we can be surprised but i don't know if it's by creating new genres i think it's just going to be we're going to be more surprised by new takes on 
genres that's already existed, or maybe we have just genres that are melded, you know, together. Sure. Um, yeah. I think is probably what we're going to start to see more and more of, because I think about like hello games and like, obviously mm-hmm. I felt like when they announced no man's sky, like, they probably bit off more than they can choose, uh, chew like over over promising and under delivered, but they've made it right over time. You yeah, know what I mean? Sure. And that was and that was their first that was their first stab at a game and it was a studio, I think it was less than five people, people putting their houses up for like their mortgages up for like loans and stuff. Like well, they, they really made went the, all uh, in. They were making the Joe Danger games, which is like just a stunt biker like, oh, side thing. Yeah, yeah. Joe Danger games. And also they got hit with a natural disaster like midway through developing No Man's Sky and yeah, lost all of the work. Hit. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, That's it's, it's wild. They, they probably had a lot of that still in the can until the disaster destroyed all of it. Um, but they were able to get back on their feet. But yeah, it's, it's it, even so, like going from Joe Danger to No Man's Sky is such a giant fucking leap. It's the same thing with like the uh, evil, evil within people. And not, not I right. even think yeah. there's a situation there where, uh, like, if I remember correctly, not to have a tangent too much, but. I remember it was a thing where when that game came out, a lot of it was Sony's marketing really did not do that game any favors where Sean Murray would go in public and be like, try to like level expectations and people were like, no, 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 I saw the, I saw the trailer at the Game Awards. I don't, I, you know, it's, it's going to be this, that's what it's going to be. And there was absolutely a little bit of, I still think there was definitely some you know the term like bullshot trailers like it was like yeah. you know like a kill zone 2 situation there was definitely some stuff that when it showed in that trailer it was like that was not in the fucking game um or there was at least you know maybe one planet that had that and the rest of the planets did not um similar to cyberpunk and all that other stuff but i do think that sony did that studio really dirty in some of their marketing because they really built it up to be like this is the game. You will never need another game. And then, but luckily, they stuck yeah. around and helped them get to where it needed to be. So yeah, and now, man, like, like to Travis's point, like when you boot that game up, like it's not only is it not recognizable from launch, but it's more, it's closer, if not, it's. I think we finally got to the point where it's surpassed. Yes, those original trailers where yeah. like you you get into it now and you're like, holy shit, there's like so much in this game and. Actually, the other thing that I want to touch on was your DayZ thing, Travis. I do think that that totally counts. I, to me, the DayZ thing totally feels like a a new genre being created where, like, how MOBAs did. Where, like, it was a person's idea that they basically just used an old game engine to mod and turn into what they wanted, right? So, like... Obviously, Dota started because it was just a mod off of Warcraft, and that spawned League of Legends and everything else that came after it. But I think DayZ was the same way. Like, you know, when somebody decided to take Arma and then just basically turn it into something completely unlike what it used to be, that I totally think that that falls in the same realm. Yeah, because once you once you got that, then shortly after that, you had games that it spawned that took- a shit ton of them. That took what they did, and then you had like PUBG came after that, um, yeah. and then and then you had Fortnite and that come around the same time, and, and obviously was like they Rust took and all that other yeah, stuff. That was like, yeah, yeah, and then then they took that genre and then they made it into the whole battleground aspect because DayZ yeah. obviously didn't have a map it closed in, but all the other elements that uh, were there. Um, because when you dropped in in DayZ, unless you had a map, like if when Alex and I dropped in, we didn't drop in together. We had to find each other on the map, and if you didn't have a map or a compass, you were you were screwed. 
Yeah. Like it would take it would sometimes take you an hour or two to find each other in the game because the map was so big. That's wild. <laughs> it was, yeah. Yeah. It was it was un it, it was unreal. It was it was interesting times for sure. And then and then of course after that, then you got into the whole like people did mods for armor where um they were doing like what do you call them like when people like simulate that they're really cops and stuff whatever they call them but like people roll oh the role playing oh role play yeah yeah. yeah yeah then you have people like role playing with stuff arma there was a lot of stuff that came out of people modding arma just just crazy stuff so that's the kind of thing that i think about where i'm like man that experience like when you load into something like daisy or the first time you boot up dota or whatever that's the kind of thing that i think i'm thinking about where it's like you start playing, you're like, I have never played something like this. Like, totally, this is a brand new thing that I'm, I have never experienced. And that's the thing that I don't, I don't know that we'll see again. And here's instead... About. Here, here's how I think you will get that. This is the one thing that has to happen for us to get a new genre at this point. Because we've, we've, we've fulfilled what our current uh, consoles can do and PCs can do, right? As far as, like... We can slap RAM on that motherfucker today's end. We can put like 15 video cards in there. Like, you can make things shit, you can make shit happen, right? But, and like, we can get ray tracing going in. That's a whole brand new thing. That's the visual kind of thing that goes into it, right? But we have to have a giant leap in technology. There has to be something that happens hardware wise that is just beyond our imagination. Like, something that happens that would just go, that will throw us through the stratosphere of like what these consoles and these PCs can do. And that is what's going to get us a new genre. Like it's going to have to yeah. be a giant leap. It's because if we're just adding more Ram, if we're just adding ray tracing to where it looks better and the, the software can now do that lighting and that reflection for us, like that's definitely helpful as far as the visual aspect of everything. But as far as like an actual gameplay an actual, like what's going to be new you have to have a giant leap. VR is like Christian, like you said, there has to be a giant leap in something like VR or like you're going to plug into the matrix or some shit to like, that's when you're going to get the new genres. That's when you're going to get something that is going to be something that you can't even imagine right now. I think it's going to, I think the next thing that we'll see is not necessarily VR, but I, for me, I look for more AR stuff to like, mm-hmm. yes, I, I, stuff. I, I, like, 100%, like glasses like that I have could, that effect kind of deal. Yeah. That can actually augment the world If I could be playing you. like a, yeah, like a physical, like a physical board game, but I have AR stuff on that makes the world change as things are happening in front of me. Like, like, cause I remember when Microsoft was showing off the Hololenses, they they were you could do Minecraft in an augmented space. Yep. Now keep it's in just mind, like it's obviously, in front of you, man. dude. Yeah, I was so fucking irritated at that demo because I remember seeing it and being like, "This is so fucking cool," and they were like, "By the way, it costs twenty thousand dollars." I'm like, "Sick!" And you're why are you bothering showing this to people? And it's enterprise only, pretty much. Like, yeah, yeah, dude. And you're like, okay, cool. That was a, what a waste of my fucking time to show me this. But yeah, I agree. Because that dem- for the first two minutes of that demo before they released the price and said it was enterprise only, when you're looking at that demo and it's some dude playing fucking Minecraft in his kitchen, you're like. This is fucking crazy. Yeah. yeah, his floor just opens up and you're like, what the actual fuck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I think about that. And then I think about like like Preston, for instance, like playing Marvel Snap. Could you imagine having augmented gl- like glasses on that when you let, like when you go to play a card, you see these elemental shit Those that's like happening in your living room? Yeah. yeah, like stuff like that. But then again, that is still a genre. But I think that's once, what I technology, yeah. once technology progresses, it might open up the ability to have new genres. But like, sure. yeah, I don't know. 
I just, it's, well, the reason I was thinking about this, and then we can sort of do our final thoughts after this, but the reason I brought this up is because I was, and it honestly just re-triggered for me when you were talking about your experience with DayZ, because I had actually never played it, but um, it's that feeling, like, that when, I remember it was the same thing that happened with Journey, but then, like, Shadow of the Colossus, but it's this feeling that you get where it's just, like, you come away from, like, it is it takes over your brain. Like when you play, when you, if you're into video games at all, and then you, you experience something new, you're like, I have never, like, I want, I want to play this constantly. I'm thinking about it constantly. Like I want to, like, I think it's so cool. I want to learn as much as I can and do all these things and whatever, because it's just, it's like wholly new. Right. And so like, yeah, when you, especially when you brought up your day Z thing, like when you're landing down and you're like, trying to find your friend and you guys can't and you're doing all this stuff like your that description of that experience re-triggered the whole reason as to why I was bringing this topic up in the first place where I'm just like man people were always chasing that dragon right like it is like the second you find something new you're like trying to get everybody in on it and be like bro you have to try this like this is yeah, it's fucking crazy and yeah. well, but even snap snap is just you enjoy it a lot but it is just a card game at the end sure, of the right? but, but like I try to get in people into yeah Yes, but it's, but that but like when you if you know when you like when everybody played Journey for the first time, no one I remember it was no one shut the fuck up about Journey. Like it was like people that don't know about games were asking about like oh hey I heard my kids were talking about this Journey thing I don't know they would come into a GameStop and try to figure it out like because it was just yep. it was it had grabbed that many people and that's the kind of thing i'm saying like you know f honestly the last thing i can think of is probably that took you know the world by storm obviously is is fortnite with the battle royale thing where like when battle royales popped off it was just people couldn't stop playing them and it takes you know sometimes it takes a different spin on like and you know part of it was the time of the year right but it was like covid and stuff like when fall guys hit Preston, Alex, and I were playing that weekly. Now, a lot of that was like a mental health thing, right? Like, you need interaction during yeah, COVID. Yeah. It was rough. But still, like, we were sitting there playing it constantly. Like, we were just like... and it, But it was fun because it was the first time that we had experienced that thing and that genre was still relatively new. And so you're, it's the first time that you're trying it and you're like, oh, fuck, this is crazy. Like, And then the feeling that you get when you first fucking get a victory and it's your character on the screen, it's, you, it was like reigniting all that stuff where you're just like oh my god like you just got like you know excited all over again kind of thing yeah um I, yeah when i think about things like that like i never played candy crush but i know that was a big one but also sure. like what was the tower defense game where you built up your you built up your little thing and you upgraded everything inside and then you battled somebody else to see if like who uh, would survive was that Clash of, did, Clash Royale yeah, Cla or Clash Clash yeah, of Clans? Or Clash of like Clash of Clans. Like when Clash of Clans came out, like I was playing that like nonstop. But yeah. I hadn't really played any tower defense games before that, so I know they probably didn't create the genre. But but uh, but what's oddly enough is when Daisy left and it became so popular that Sony actually funded them to create a standalone version of uh Daisy which was the H1Z1 or something like that yeah, right yeah was not yeah was unfortunately not nearly as good as what like you would think oh you get all your own resources but i think because they they were going off the backs of somebody else's work in in regards of like the gameplay mechanics of Arma 
when they did their own thing, not nearly as good. Like, people left in droves to go back and continue to play just the modded version. And what's crazy, man, is you think about it, and it's like, of course, that's it's, it's exactly what we were talking about during this topic of, like, as soon as big money, like, as soon as corporations get involved, it just rips out all of the the soul of what makes something cool and completely turns into this, like, shitty husk that you're just like, thanks for ruining yeah. that. That was really fun of you to do. Because you were talking about games that you, like, when you're not playing it, like, you're constantly thinking of. Like, I want to go home and play that. Like, with DayZ, what was so stressful about it, and I only say this because you didn't play it, is, like, you would have to find somewhere to set your tent up, and basically you would stay there. But the server kept living as you weren't logged in. So if somebody found your, your tent or your camp and come and basically stole all your stuff, you may log in and your shit just be destroyed. So it added, like, a whole layer of, like, stress of, like... And, of course, obviously permadeath. Like, if you die and your shit's taken, it's just gone. And even if you survive for 14 days, you just got to start over. Like, it, it was just super stressful in some way. Something I had never never experienced before. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, I it's it's wild, dude. Like, that's, but that's the thing. That's, that's kind of what I was getting at. So, I don't know. But, yeah, it's, this is, it's been I fun. It's, to, like, ping pong across the, like, yeah. this this thing but so we're i do have i do have i do have a question though before we move on so i had obviously made it clear mine was day z like for you two what was the game that like i know you mentioned the moba or whatever but like what what was the one game that like you felt like you experienced for the first time and like you haven't been able to recapture the same way that you felt like when you played a new genre for yourself or whatever it was she was shadow of the colossus for me Okay. Shadow of the Colossus, when I played it for the first time, and what's funny is, is it's how I bumped into it, so, like, and this is, this is kind of what I mean, this is how I know, or this is, I think, the mark of something that was, like, you play it, and you were, like, it's, you remember every aspect of even how you came around it, so, like, Shadow of the Colossus was, like, I was, this is gonna be a way throwback, and for certain people that are like younger on this in the audience they might not even know this name but uh circuit city was i worked at circuit city for like eight years bro yeah yeah so that was that was a that was a thing that um way that died you know before my brother and sister were born so i know there's plenty of people that have never even heard that fucking name before but it was going out of business and uh they went bankrupt and when they went out of business they basically had every store across the country basically just go hey uh, get rid of everything that you possibly can because we have to deal with, you know, basically the whatever's left, right? So I'm walking through Circuit City and I'm like, I went there originally to look and see if I could find like a TV on like a really nasty deal, right? <laughs> and I was walking through and I see, and this is no joke, I see one this game that's just sitting on the shelf. Again, I've never played Ico or anything. I went back and played them later, but this is... So I'm walking through, and I just see this game called Shadow of the Colossus. And it's just the same cover that you, you've you seen forever, that game, right? Like, it's the first Colossus, and the, you know, Wanderer's right there, but it's just his that big silhouette and everything. And, you're, and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, dude, what the fuck is this game? And so I'm saying... It's one of the only PS2 games that's actually left in the whole section, right? So I'm like walking over, I look at it, and I look at the back, and the back just shows like these giant monsters and the dude's like climbing over them and stuff. And I was like, what the 
fuck is this? And so I was like, and because it was shutting down, even though the game is not supposed to be sold for this, they were like, it's like $5, just like take it. And I was like, oh yeah, I was definitely marking shit way down. And so, yeah, and so I was like, done. If you don't care, then I don't care, bro. So let's do this. So I walked right to the front, bought it. I completely didn't even care about the reason that I came there. I was like, I was walking past the T. I was like, don't care. I don't need this anymore. Like, I have my new thing. So I was like, I want to go home and try it out. So we went, I, I had a friend of mine with me. We went home and we stayed up. It was the it was during, it was like a spring or summer break or whatever. So he was just staying over at my house. And we stayed up for 48 hours. Like we were up and just playing the game. Like we were trading off and trying it out and going through. And every single time we would be like staring at these Colossus because it's a puzzle, right? Like you have to figure out how to beat the thing like when you are looking at it. So the entire time I'm like, what? Like, you know, we're just, we're both trying to piece together ideas. And then as the time goes on, right? Like obviously our brains are fried and we're super tired. And so we're just sitting there trying to figure things out and we're like sleeping in shifts and waking up when we figure something out and like trying to do it. Well, absolutely crazy stuff, right? Um, that was one of the first times I remember it just like completely took over me. Obviously, I've gotten little hits of that dragon as life has went on with either Journey or like the dude, you guys want to talk about something that I know all three of us experienced? Fucking Xbox Live for the first time, Halo multiplayer, yeah. like, yes. bro, especially Halo 2 when you're in a fucking lobby and people are talking and you can hear somebody from across. Dude, just, I mean, absolutely, my, you're, it completely takes, you're like, I'm going to go home and play Halo. That's all I'm going to fucking do. I don't care about That's actually else. a good one, too. I, I remember playing Halo for the first time, but I won't get into that. But that yeah. wasn't one of the experiences now that I think about it. Oh, my friend can ride in the back of the Warthog and shoot while I'm driving. Like, how cool is that? Yeah, dude. And, like, but like it's even just something as simple as, because, you know, PC gaming had stuff like that for a while. So it wasn't, no, but it, it never truly took the world by storm until it was, obviously made widely available by Halo. Yeah. Halo 2 is the flashpoint. Like, when Halo 2 hit, it was... Because it, it, even in older PC gaming, right, like, you had to have custom... Like, you had to have servers built and think like, to do... To... Um, or servers created in the game so that you'd be like, oh, okay, cool. And it's like, oh, yeah, I run my own custom server for, you know, Quake 3 tournament or whatever. And you're like, that's oh, fun or whatever. Or, like, yeah. and then Unreal even, tournament. like... Yeah, dude. But, like... Halo 2 was the first time that you just, like, you pressed a button, and it was, you're in, and then, like, even, even, like, the craziest stuff that would have, like, you know, some douchebag would take his mic off and put it in front of his stereo system and just be playing music the entire time, or hearing children yeah. scream in the background, or, you know, like, whatever it was, right? You'll, well, that, that's kind of my thing, is, like, it, you, I'm thinking about all those moments that have happened across time, where we just get these little hits from those things, and I'm like... We're always chasing that, but there's some of those that you can't... Once the genie's popped out of that bottle, you can never put it back in. So it's like, yeah. I would love... And to your point, Preston, you're probably right. Like When technology advances to a point that we haven't thought of is when we might see something like that again. But man, I'm sitting here and I'm like, I just want to go back to the time where I was like... It's nostalgia. <laughs> yeah, but it's like not even... Yeah, yes and, but it's like... When Halo does that thing, you're sitting there and you're like, I just want to have that feeling again, like of just being completely just blown away by everything that's happening, every single second that's happening, right? Because yeah. even something as big as like, you know, because 
the other thing, the last thing I'll say, and then we get, I'll move on to Preston's final thoughts. But it's like with with Halo Two, it's like it was so good at the time, and it was so new and so novel with Xbox Live being attached to it that it erases the fact in people's minds that it was one of the worst endings in video games ever because you have been playing this game and it ends on the the wildest cliffhanger of all time and they're like by the way we'll see you in three years and we haven't really resolved anything like if if you were to do that you know in a vacuum everybody would come even there was reviewers that got ripped apart back in the day and they were later proved correct but there was reviewers that got ripped apart later in the day because at the time if you were to play through halo 2 story just by itself you came away barely having any questions answered and so many more questions introduced and you're like that was it this ends with him on a shit like what the fuck like what am i supposed to do with this and but be- but because it was so novel and new and everything they attached to that game it ended up just writing people's memories and they're like i don't care this is great 10 out of 10 and I'll, I'll, I'll threaten any reviewer that says otherwise, right? And then it's only till later when people would go back through the Master Chief collection that they would be like, oh, damn, this really, this did not end in the spot that it should have. Like, they could have really done something. But then it, it, but then it becomes easier because then you can just, as soon as you finish it, you tab to the right of the screen and you press play on Halo 3. And you're like, cool, I'm right back in it. Who cares? And there's no wait time, right? But it's, yeah. Yeah, I would say, um, I mean, definitely the game that Christian is bringing up is Journey. Um, I, I've always been a fan of the company that's called That Game Company. Um, super into Flower. That's like, n- no, I've never seen him play a game anything like Flower since then even. Um, but it's, I, they came out with Journey. It was just gorgeous looking game. I'm like, they're going to do something fucking wild and rad. And it's going to be fantastic. And you get into it and it totally exceeds your expectations. And it's just amazing you know to your point Preston too with flower I didn't even really think about this but that was when the motion control craze yep. was going crazy and in fairness to your point yeah there we really hadn't seen anything like flower but because of that new sort of technology that, that came out it allowed thing, them yeah. to do something mm-hmm. yeah that's fair yeah yeah and um, also like uh, one going a little older than that um, little game called Star Fox came out. Now, I have played on-rail shooters before. You know, we've gone to the Pizza Hut. We've all played, like, Area 51 or some Time Crisis or something like that. We know, know how to go play this to play an old on-rail shooter. But this one puts you in a spaceship. You're not ducking or anything like that. You're just kind of going around in a little circle the entire time. They did it with the NES game, uh, Super Nintendo game, and they nailed it in the Super 64 game. And then they've always like kind of dabbled in it outside of that. Like even Star Fox games themselves have still not gone back to that genre. Um, you get a little bit of taste of it in Bayonetta. Star Fox games they usually give you a little bit of taste of it, but they always go back to some other gimmick that they're trying to do because Nintendo has to do something different with every character um, IP that they have. Um, but yeah, it's those are like the ones that I think of to where it's like it lives rent free in my mind where I will never forget about those games. And I always would love to have that time to where I remember putting in the super Nintendo version of star Fox the very first time it looked amazing at the time. Cause it was like those vector 3d graphics. Um, and none of those games could be able to possibly do that until like later on, uh, in the consoles, life times, different consoles beyond that. 
Um, but Journey was definitely like that's the one to where it got me to where it's like I will never be able to chase this. Like we're, we're talking like it outside of just genres itself, like going back in time wanting to be able to experience that again and be able to have that, but you'll never get that again. I will never be able to have the zeitgeist of all my friends were playing it at that time too and the discovery i've had when i played 13 sentinels like if i could wipe my mind and just lose all memory of like one game that i played it would be 13 sentinels so i can play that all over again and have that same wonderful experience all over again because that was just a fucking treat of a game but it's like like those great movies like you watch that great movie once but you can't watch it again because it just won't have that same effect. Because you already know what's happening. You already know all the great stuff that happens in that game. 13 Sentinels, Travis, if you haven't played it, probably my favorite game of that year. It's, it it's is phenomenal. Game. Phenomenal. One of the best stories I've ever had in a video game in the past 10 years. Okay. Okay. Um, trying to think if I have any final thoughts. Uh, what I, One point I did want to make, I don't know if you've all ever seen the movie Rain Over Me. It's an Adam Sandler movie back in like 07, I think. Um, it's him dealing with the fallouts of 9-11. I think he lost a loved one. However, the only reason I brought that up is Don Cheadle and him are in the game and they bond over playing Shadow of the Colossus. And they play oh, no shit. The, they play it throughout the movie uh, like several times. One point where he's actually showing him and teaching him how to play the game, and it's in the movie. I thought that was just something I wanted to bring up. Yeah. So I was like, I remember that being in a movie as well, but yeah, I also loved I did not know that. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, the only other genre or game I wanted to bring up where I felt a certain kind of way was, um, did you ever play the PlayStation game? Um, uh, God, I'm, I'm going to blank on the name now. It's called uh, Heavy Rain. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that and that studio, they obviously went on to do the other title that was on PS4 where you were Detroit uh become, yeah, become human, human. I think. And, yeah. and in their first and then their first one was that's the one I can't remember the name of, but they Oh, uh Omnicron. It's something something Omnicron. It's it was on the Dreamcast, but They're yeah. Yeah. a Star Wars yeah. game now. They but, also oh, did really? uh it was like they also did there was the Dreamcast game that they did called Omnicron and something, and then there was a PS2 game that they did. Quantum Dreams is the yeah the, qu- the quantum yeah yeah, con- yeah Quantum <clears throat> Dream. They the 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 second game they I don't remember, but it was on PS2. It I thought it was like Fahrenheit oh, that- something. I don't know. It, I don't know. They did something, and then. After that was Heavy Rain and then Detroit Become Human. Yeah, and they also did Beyond Two Souls. Yep. And um, Beyond Two Souls, yep. Yeah, that was one of the first that was one of the first genres that I'd ever played where like um, all the decisions you make and they have like seven or eight different endings. Oh, yeah. Which I know obviously some of that stuff plays into like Mass Effect and those other type of games, but I remember that specific, uh, those specific games being the first that I'd ever played of those type. Um, their their other game was it was called Indigo Indigo Prophecy, but then it was also their their other yeah. the other title for that was called Fahrenheit. But yeah, the yeah. other but its main thing was Indigo Prophecy. Yeah. Yeah, and like what I liked about those games is like if your decision killed off a character, they were just done the rest of the game. Mm-hmm. Like you didn't get to see how their storyline finished, stuff like that. Yeah. So, so so that game kind of hit different with me but outside of that um i loved i love today's topic i'm glad you picked it i think it was a really good conversation and it honestly it made me think back to i kind of briefly got to fill those feelings again when i thought about some of those games i played for the first time but i think you're right i think that's something we're we're constantly chasing and we just want to experience that feeling it's almost like a dopamine hit right uh, yeah Um, 
but yeah, the ability if we had just experience it for the first time, that would be great. Yes. <laughs> Thirteen yeah. Sentinels, one thousand percent. I would love to be able to just wipe that from my mind and do that all over. That or just okay. I don't man. Let me go back and just <laughs> sit in a fucking Halo Two lobby with some homies, and I'll just be drinking gamer fuel and not be thinking about how bad it is for me, and just kick That's it. That's the thing about it. Is like. Back in those Xbox Live days, I actually met friends and just like actually met people that I would talk to on a regular basis. Oh, dude, absolutely! I don't no, do that anymore. Like, we I had absolutely zero idea of online safety, Z- none, yeah. because everybody was just so. And, and for the most part, nobody really did anything malicious during those days. I mean, obviously, people were toxic as hell, but. No one was like, hey, kid, go upstairs and read your parents' credit card number to me or something like that. You know what I mean? Right. Like, nothing ever... Yeah, yeah. Like, it was just... Everybody was just sort of Before excited. Before lobbies. Yeah, yeah. Like, everybody was just sort of excited to be in that time and just experiencing the whole thing together. Yeah, there was people... Yeah. Like, dude, you, you have people who are still on your Xbox friends list today, and you'll read the name and be like, man, I haven't seen that name, and fr-, but it was just because it was... You know, an online group that happened. I mean, dude, for the same that same token, like that's, I think it's a, a main reason why WoW got so big, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what, like whole things happened in that game that you people met their spouses across, which and is dude, wild to vir- even think about. Virtual but, weddings and everything in game, people would show up. Like, horde would come across and wipe them out. You know, all yeah, kinds yeah. Of stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's that was it. It was really it was. This topic did exactly what I wanted to do, whereas, you know, we're, we're talking and trying to explore the idea, but then at the same time, you're just talking about all those. And now I'm becoming even more cemented in my thing of like, yes, I'm always going to be chasing that thing. And sometimes I might get little hits of it here and there, but that's the whole point of those moments, right? Is that they're, they're there while they're I there. And then I think it'll be when you get, when you get those hints, it will be from those genres that you're so like drawn to as well. Like if somebody yep. does work something in a little bit of shadow Colossus, like you're like, okay, that's a little bit of what I want. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, definitely. And I think the, like I said, you know, the closest I think we're going to get is when two genres smash up in ways that we haven't seen before. And you'd be like, Oh, that's a cool take on this thing. Now, obviously it doesn't, that's not an, I, you know, sometimes it might, the, I'm still the jury for me. The jury is still out to try and decide whether or not that counts as a new genre. But as far as being excited about something, that will probably be how it happens. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Travis, again, thank you for hanging out with us. I will see Big you thanks. in a day, and we'll talk about yes. more games and another topic. Um, but yeah, Christian, fantastic topic as always. Um, but yeah, everybody. Follow us on the Instagrams. Uh, follow us on YouTube.com slash at the testing room and twitch.tv slash testing room pod. And we will see you guys next week, whether it be Travis, Alex, and myself. And then we'll then, after that, continue on to do the Metroid finale. Metroid, Metroid, Metro, Last Light. Uh, Smashing two categories together. Know, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, you know, you're, it's your space pirate and there's, you know, a nuclear holocaust thing happening. It's, it's whatever. It's fine. So it's whatever. Yeah. Um, but yes, we will catch you all next time. And Christian, you know what to do. Hit it. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Testing Room. 
To catch up on past episodes or check out the newest ones when they drop, follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. If watching is more your thing, check out youtube.com at the testing room or twitch.tv slash testing room pod. To leave comments and ask questions, follow us on Instagram at testing room pod and email us at testing at gmail.com. See you next time.